There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Juneteenth. It's Monday. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. And um, a lot of people have the day off. I hasten to call it half-ass holiday work day, but that's exactly what it is. If you're working today, bankers and government officials don't have to do it. You don't have to put in the full effort. God damn it. That's just the way it works. We do it with all the other holidays. Don't call me a racist. Just because I don't want to do it on this one either. Well, I thought holiday work day. It's official. I thought it would be a little lighter on the road. Yeah, there's a lot more people out there than I thought. How many of our salespeople are going to take the day off? All of them. Yeah, that's what I figured. All of them. Our building looks like, you know, the hiring practices of 1963. (laughs) It's just lily white downstairs. There's no question about it. But they're going to celebrate. But they're all they're all in on this. Kelly and Jen. Oh, they're all in on this one. Absolutely. (laughs) They get a lunch plan to everything. Anyway, what can you do? So uh, if you've got the day off, what are you doing up? And if you don't have the day off, uh, well, you're in it with us. So half-assed effort. You know, go to work, do your thing. Don't get caught doing something stupid. Just don't, you know, don't go the extra mile. That's what I'm saying. It's a holiday. Take a little bit of time off while you're at work is what I'm saying. Uh, Arizona was in the news all weekend, whether it was sports or, um, you know, just stuff outside and everything else. At first, the bear, I come in here, I was here about 230 on Friday, and Fitz goes, did you hear about the bear this morning? And I hadn't heard it yet. That bear that ate that dude up in Prescott, just crazy. That's unheard of. Like, they're like 11 a year on average where a bear will do something where a person dies. Most of the time, a person dies from a bear because of a car wreck. They'll hit it and it'll, or they'll avoid hitting it. This dude was just having coffee in the woods, and a bear just came up and got him. But the, I thought the funniest thing was the news trying to help me out if this ever happens to me. Their advice, and I don't know. They said we have brown bear, and I think there's black bears. There's a black bear, and uh, yeah, this one was a bigger one. They said, "All right, so here's a brown bear. What you do for a brown bear is you just starfish and act like you're dead, right? You lay on the ground and act like it. This, is according to Channel Three, you go and you just lay down and start, you know, do limit your breathing, lay on the ground. Black bear, punch it square in the face. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> there's no way. I'm too close. How many people are going to sit right. there and go, oh, let's see brown bear bucket. What <laughs> right, am I exactly. supposed to do? I'm just thinking, bear! Yeah, like, that's exactly. it for me. If I see it far enough away, I might be able to identify small bear, big bear. But it's still bear, and the last thing I want to do is square up. I'm not going to sit there, all right, here comes out. Don't worry, kids, Dad's got this. Black bear on the way in. Let me just get my defensive posture and Jack Johnson, this little bastard, back into the woods. It's not going to happen. I am not. If I'm close enough to punch a bear... I have done something terribly wrong. Something in my life isn't right right now. Yeah, you don't punch a black bear. Don't take Ian Schwartz, my friend Ian Schwartz, uh, should have stopped that at the meeting for the news. Wildlife expert, stop telling your average Joe to take a swing at a bear. And what happens if He's basically saying, go down swinging. No, he's not. (laughs) He's saying, you're you're getting eaten. Yeah, you got to fight back, I suppose, but just enjoy the last few minutes. Punch him in the face where else am i gonna punch i'm gonna work the body right in the puss you know you gotta work the body <laughs> work the body you know a couple rounds later the bear's head will fall 
they hate those body blows. It, you know, it softens the ribs. It makes them a little slower. It, but what, what are you thinking? Punch him in the face. Scream. Here's the KUPD's official advice. Scream, yell, and get inside something fast. If the bear is close enough that you can punch it, run from it as fast as you can. And I know what people say, oh, the bear will chase you. The bear's already right next to you. If you can punch it, run from it. Maybe the bear will like be lazy and go, ah, I don't feel like chasing a guy today. They don't want that. Get in your car. If you don't have a car, if you're on a hike and the bear's getting you, I don't care what you do. Scream, yell, spin, act like a lunatic, but punch him in the face? You're too close. It's the revenant all over. I had one Terrible friend advice. using Yellowstone, and he was with a group of people, and they laid down. It was a grizzly bear that... Yeah, well, that's probably what I would do. And they laid down, and it came over, and uh, said the bear kind of nudged a couple of the people laying yeah. there. Oh, I'd be crying. And then the one was, you just feel the... The breath oh, of it, God, and then it took off. Jurassic and then it just Park, left. my windows. Yeah, I, I'd right. be crying so goddamn hard that bear would know I'm not dead because it'd just be that ugly man. <laughs> and the bear would just be like, weak. Pick it up. I'm not DiCaprio. I'm yeah, running like I'm a mother. I'm hauling balls, and I'm climbing trees. Oh, yeah. I don't care that bears can climb trees, too. I'm climbing trees, and I'm kicking it as it climbs behind me. If I'm that delicious and it's going to chase me like that, I lose. It's part of the fun of being in the woods. Sometimes the bear goes, hey, check it out. Food. We don't have a right to that. Sometimes we lose. It's very rare, but sometimes we do. And what if, like with this terrible Channel 3 advice, you get out in the woods and you're like, oh, brown bear lay down, black bear, punch it in the face. What if you get confused and take a swing at a brown bear? And like, ah, I'm a brown bear. You should have laid down. What, do they get mad or like worse? You don't punch bears. That's it. Brady, I'm looking at you. Don't get close enough to punch the bear. He'd never punch a bear, but... No. no. <laughs> I mean, if it tackled me, I'm punching. It's not... If it tackled you, you're already done. If the bear's Maybe, that interested... But if I'm awake, I'm punching. <laughs> you run. Run, dig a hole, do anything but what that is. Worst advice I've ever heard. When you're with a shark, trying to wiggle its teeth. What the f- kind of news is this? You know they got those. Just give it a manicure. Get closer to Poke its, its hands. Eye. No, don't, don't. You're too close. You're get farther away. You know what they say in a fight you're losing in the boxing ring? Get some distance. Get away from him. He's hitting you all the time. If the bear's on top of you to where you're punching, don't square up. Don't get in a phone booth with him. You know, footwork. Get some distance on that bear. Run around him. Find an opening and go. O.J. Simpson, that thing. Not with the knife. The old fashioned. The running play. Yeah, worst advice I've ever heard. And this poor dude didn't even know what was going on, according to the people who saw it. He was just sitting there having a cup of coffee. Drinking his coffee. Having some Joe to start the day. And uh, and they said it was an undesignated camping site, and yet there were neighbors. So it was somebody's yard. It and could I'll happen. confirm, but uh, the person I know, his wife, it was their cousins that were the ones who were on the scene that had to shoot the oh, bear. Oh, no kidding. Her uncle. You know somebody who was the shooter yeah. of the bear. Yeah. No kidding. Well, that's pretty awesome. And they were in there. This dude was just... See, because to me, it sounds like he wasn't camping. It sounds he like was, he lived he was there. Building, he was building a uh, oh. house, I think, or a cabin. I see, too. And so he set up camp out front of the construction area. Gotcha. Because I saw his little truck. Yeah. And it had the pop-up camper on the back. I'm like, oh, okay. Guy's just out having himself a camp for no reason at all. And uh, got eaten by a bear. Second time 
a black bear has attacked somebody like in the in the history of uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't I happen mean, since that they've much. been known about it. Yeah, normally they you know forge through your garbage. They come after like if you're cooking food outside, they'll show up. And then what do you do? You stand there, go, all right, buddy, you and me, right now, Marcus of Queensberry, right in the puss, you're right in the puss. You better watch out. I got a good right, a steady jab, a steady jab to keep the barrel at. You're an idiot. Punch a bear in the face. I go to the tactical black, and I see what most new people uh, punching look like. Even Brett, before he was taught to punch uh, in that day, and it doesn't take much, but no. you do kind of learn the techniques of punching. Uh, couldn't drop a human being with your punch. A bear. That's the advice to give all these novices. I, I hated every second of that newscast. Bear defense. <laughs> Here's some good bear defense. Don't go hang out in the woods by yourself. There you go. I win. The best way to not be attacked by a bear, stay away from where bears live. If somebody said how to not get stabbed by a Mexican or shot by a gang member, don't don't go where the Mexican or... Go to uh, Yeah, don't go to Maryville. I mean, never. Stay out of Maryville. <laughs> they can exactly. ratify a bear. You don't go around a group of people who look like they're stabby. Remember this scene? That this video? What's this one? Can't we at John West? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this idiot <laughs> jumps on the back of a bear and gets into a phony fist fight. That is the best. <laughs> He's dancing. Yeah, that is one of the best videos ever. The guy in a bear CGI fight. And he kick, kicks nuts. a bear in the nuts. It's a salmon commercial. It's hilarious. Yeah, you see a bear, Brady, leave the area. I've had one encounter. I don't two. care what it is. Now that they've given... I had a five iron in one hand. Yeah, on the whistler. golf course. And the it was a black bear. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, you're a... Don't care. Get under the golf cart. You mind cart. if I play through? Yeah, get, don't stand and watch. Under the golf cart. I don't know. I mean, Just get under it. it well, you're going to struggle with that. But. Can you imagine Boss KUPD site, though, oh. if, if he did come across a bear? I, if I had Wild America going at that time. It would still... He managed, Boss KUPD. A, 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 he'd manage to make that boring unless the bear attacked <laughs> That's the only way that his videos are fun. I uh, I sat in the edge of the pool and watched a grasshopper get in the water and thought, this is something Brady would film. Because the grasshopper struggled for a little You're bit. You're like, Megan, get my phone! No, no. <laughs> I just grabbed a thing and drowned it. And then right as he started to do the twitch, I put him on the deck. and watched him saved either, him. He, no, I watched him either make it or not. I was, it was very, very odd. And then I punched him square in the face. <laughs> and then that uh, that death trap they got up there at the Grand Canyon. Some dude fell off of that uh, over the weekend. The skydive, skywalk. Sky well, <laughs> it's been my contention that the Indians built that to get us. There's no possible. It's on reservation land. And the last thing I'm going to do as a white person is trust that uh, there isn't one mad Native American up there that wants revenge that built that big glass circle out there for us to hover above the Grand Canyon. Eventually, that thing's going to start giving way. i got to hand it to them. The patience level for them of building that thing 10 or 12 years ago, maybe a little longer, and having it start to throw white people off the edge. If I was an Indian, that's what I'd be doing. Wow. If I was a Native American, I'd be like, hey, let's build a thing that brings white tourists and let them hover over the Grand Canyon and eventually just start dropping them. 4,000 feet he fell that is three quarters of a mile that he fell down now just while you're driving this morning pay attention hit your odometer hit the reset 
And when that thing gets to three quarters of a mile, realize that's when that guy's dying. And keep in mind also, you're probably going 70. So he's probably hitting about 100 on the way down. But I mean, it doesn't, it is a long drop, even at terminal velocity, for a human body to go three quarters of a mile all the way down. That's horrifying. And, and makes me never, and all the headlines nationally were like, world's most dangerous national park. Of course it is. It's a humongous mile long deep hole that has no guardrails. Yeah, that's dangerous. It's up to us to keep it not dangerous. They said rescue teams, including rope specialists and helicopters, responded at 9 a.m., but the man was found dead. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they, surprisingly, didn't find him down there tap dancing, starting a, you know, a new society with the people he'd found. You know, he's dead. There's no doubt. And it isn't a dangerous park. We're the dangerous element. Us walking around the park. I'll never forget that girl. Doing a Johnny Bench catcher squat on the edge because she wanted to do modeling pictures. While some weird dude with a ponytail laid down to get the perfect shot of her with a Grand Canyon in the back. And she was tiptoe on the edge, squatting down, looking off into the distance. She looked great. She was beautiful. Wind was blowing a little bit. I'm in a pair of tennis shoes. I get the butterflies when you start. It was the strangest thing ever because everybody around, they would go, oh, 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 please don't, please don't. We didn't want her to do it. She, she just got right down on the edge, her heels over the end. And, I mean, it wasn't a spot where you fell, you know, eight or nine feet and landed on something, and then you could roll down. It was the cliff. It was the sheer edge mm. of the uh, north. It was it was insanity. We goof around with the Grand Canyon. We do that. The Grand Canyon's not dangerous by itself until one of us starts playing around the edge of it. Hey, the roof of your house isn't dangerous unless you're on it. Right? So don't do that. Don't punch bears in the face. I'll, g- I'll get the guys up at Tactical Black. We'll call it Tactical Black Bear. And we'll see <laughs> if uh, we'll have Josh dress up as a real bear. And you can identify whether it's brown or black. It's like you're doing the streets of Maryvale. And you sit and try to figure out what to do next. Do I lay down? Do I do I join it? Stupidest advice I've ever heard. If you find yourself in an altercation with a bear, first identify what the bear is. Are you crazy? I don't need a subspecies. I know it's bigger than me, whatever it is. It could be a raccoon I'm running away. It's like when you say throw your wallet that way and run the other direction. <laughs> Same thing with a bear. Right, throw right. the bacon that yes. way or run the but other you, direction. You always don't have bacon, Brady. Right. This guy just had some Well, most well, of them. Right. Right. Yeah. Everybody but Brady. This one says, Jesus, what the hell is the news taking advice from Brady now? This is the worst advice of all time, Aiden. It's true. <laughs> Identify the bear. What am I going to get my son? Hang on, bear. i got to Google what you are. I don't know the difference between a brown bear and a black bear uh, with great fear washed over me. I'm, I'm not that good at this. So, again, it's camping season. People like to go up north and play in the woods. If you see a bear at all, other direction, that thing. If he sneaks up on you and scares you, I'm going to play dead first. I'm going to play dead every time and cry like a, if it's that close. If I got a chance to get in a car or get a distance, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Not gonna sit and square up with a bear. Channel three, you got a lot of nerve. And then the big news yesterday was the Suns uh, getting rid of that Chris Paul. And thank God for this, Landry Shamit's gone. Oh, joy of joy! Not a fan. Not at all. There were several games I went to over the last two years where Landry Shamit and I had the exact same amount of points, uh, except for he got like 10, 12, 15 more minutes than me. 
I was in the crowd. I, I got zero minutes. I had zero points, zero assists, zero rebounds. Pretty much every time I went to the Suns game. And that was the same with Landry Shamit, with the rare exceptions. Except for the difference was he was actually playing. And I don't know how I was matching his numbers. But I was pretty consistently right there with Landry. Most games he played. Now, occasionally he'd pop off and it'd be like, all right, tonight's the night he kicked my ass. But again, I'm still not given an opportunity. So I'm going to take, you know, my average last year was 0 0 and 0, and his was like 4 1 and 2. I'm almost there. I think you give me a couple of games and I might be able to match at least his average for one game. Maybe. <laughs> so he's out. Thank God. Chris Paul is gone. And because it's for a guy named Bradley Beal, a former, uh, you know, number one pick he was a, a huge uh, coming out of college guy was a stud had some injuries had some stuff he's been playing in washington which is just like a no man's land for getting attention like nobody knows but he's he's been really good uh, for a while if he can stay healthy uh but because it's him people are forgetting that the the, the uh the guy who turned the key for this team three and a half years ago is leaving and that's chris paul Without Chris Paul, none of this stuff that we're talking about with the Suns and the excitement and everything else happens. None of it. Nothing. You can say Devin Booker would have carried him. They don't have Kevin Durant. They don't have anything close. Maybe not Devin Booker anymore uh, if it wasn't for getting Chris Paul. Chris Paul and He was the guy behind all this non-championship winning teams. Well, getting you back to respectability. You can't, you can't forget the fact no, that he, he we were an important. absolute joke, this team. This uh, Draymond Green went on TV and said, got to get... Devin Booker out of Phoenix. That's a wasteland. And got in trouble that. for tampering. Uh, everybody looking at this city was like, I will never play there. Chris Paul gets gets a, you know, he, he shows up here and the next thing you know, within less than a year, the respectability factor was through the moon. They're in the championship whether they want it or not. Fortunately, they didn't. Brought free agent eyes back over and go, oh, the Suns are back. And they're serious. They mean it. And Chris Paul was the reason why. So you can be, you know, for a three-year run, I don't think anybody's done more for a franchise in three years, at least in this city, uh, ever. Maybe. Kurt Warner, I think he was here a little longer than that. But, I mean, there's some serious turn-it-around kind of stuff going on there with Chris Paul that a lot of people need to, to recognize as, you know, fans of the team that this was a big deal. Bradley Beal, because of age, automatically an upgrade. But I don't want Chris Paul back. I'm not saying they shouldn't have traded him. I love this trade. But with Beal, does this put them up there with Utah, you think? No. no they're still short. With Denver. Here's uh, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's the reason why. Uh, because of DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton will always be the weak link where teams like Denver and even the Lakers and you know teams with big centers will just run right over DeAndre. He's not strong enough. They have nobody in the middle. So he's going next. That's the, next the fast spin. part. The next move is going to be DeAndre Ayton for four bench players. Sure. That, and it's going to look like a, we, that's all we got. There's going to be four dudes coming off that DeAndre Ayton trade that you'll be like, this, we, these are nobody. But they're going to fit the new coach's system of defense. And I guarantee you DeAndre is gone. They're not taking on Bradley Beal's $50 million a year and keeping DeAndre's 30 Max contracts all over, not happening. So you get four dudes, rebuild the bench off DeAndre's back, and get him out of town. Then you lose Landry and DeAndre in the same year. Now, as much as I just raved about Chris Paul being the reason the Suns had a turnaround, DeAndre Ayton is uh, the anchor that kept that turnaround from going the next step, and he was a number one overall pick. So it's official uh, for the Suns. That's a bust. Go out and get a couple of Euro players. Just get, just get four 
defensive-minded uh, beasts that love to rebound. Because you got all the scoring you're ever going to need. You don't need a you need a guy who can get you seven or eight points a night and twelve rebounds. That's it, and a couple block shots. Bismarck Biombo with hands. That's all you're looking for. Uh, it's it's. I'm excited about this. One. I think it's good. Defense maybe not as uh you know you need a defensive center. You can't have DeAndre Ayton back. If DeAndre Ayton's out there again, count on another second round loss because they'll just they'll run into a team with a center like Joker and it'll be like yeah we got this. Just run it right past Ayton. Nothing they can do about it. Need some strength and some size down there. I'm excited. And here we are, you know, a week removed from the NBA Finals being over and the Suns making noise again. Offseason can be fun. Depends on what everybody else does, though. But get rid of DeAndre. Trade him for trade him for dirt. Trade him for money. Whatever. Draft picks. Because they well, probably don't have any left they got, at this All of them are gone. Yeah. First and second. Which, you know, their GM doesn't, all like, in. Their GM doesn't like drafts anymore. You can go pick guys up in free agency that didn't get a chance. Put them in a better spot. It's all about where you land, not who you you know who you are. And Beal's going to thrive here with Booker. Oh, it's going to be great. Just a couple months away. It's going to be fun. It's a good core three. But you got a nice you got a nice big three there. That's good, but uh, we'll see. We shall see whether or not they can gel. You need the rest of the team to kind of be a thing. That was huge, though. We're all over the news, Arizona. All over the damn news. I was very impressed with. We're punching bears. We're falling in the canyon, and uh, and get Bradley Beal. That kind of took took over all of it. Pretty amazing. It's a nice job, Arizona. Way to way to keep the headlines fresh. And, and you know what we did? You know what we did, Brady? We made the news uh, on national scale, and nobody was shot. That's how you usually, usually a city makes the news now with a mass shooting. Like St. Louis had one. Chicago's got one every couple of oh, hours. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just the data ends and why. I think that's the, uh, what uh, the uh, Algonquin term Chicago means is mass shooting. Uh, they have shootings every weekend, especially when the weather's nice and everybody's out and about, and eventually somebody's going to catch a bullet. We didn't do it. We threw a guy off the edge of our canyon, got eaten by a bear. We showed the diversity. We had the city, we had the woods, and we had the specter of the, uh, the Grand Canyon all in play. And not one shooting. Congratulations. Unless you count the bear. Again. So you have a, your friend is uh, their cousin was the one who shot the bear. How'd you find that? Yeah, so um, I was out at uh, a little Father's Day outing over to guy's house, and uh, that was the one guy's uh, wife. He was telling it was her okay. cousin. And she made contact. No. Oh. Just heard from other family friends. You wouldn't call like immediately. That cousin. My cousin just shot that bear. What was going on? I'd have to know. Does anyone have any curiosity left at all? You get me at that party. I'm like, lady, call him. Let's find out. Nobody said anything? They said the, just what the news basically said, right. that the guy was That's, sitting in front of him. But you, you got know, an insight. You've got something more than what the news told you. You've got somebody that can call the person who shot that saw the whole thing. Oh, man, journalism's dead, even in, in and amongst friends. Of course, it's what the news said. We all know what the news said. I want to know what was going on, because I don't think... To be honest with you, there's a little Jesse Smollett in this one as well. What, the bear? Yeah, dude was doing something. Drinking coffee, minding nah, his own business. No, doesn't have anything. He was John Candy one. throwing yeah. Snickers at him and <laughs> right, stuff like right. that, or what? He got great outdoors <laughs> on it. It's the second day the bear was there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something was going on where that bear and him had gotten comfy, cozy with each other, and he pulled a little grizzly man, and the next day the bear shows up for his bacon, and the guy doesn't have any, and so he's mad at him. Something was going on there. You get 11 bear attacks in the entire United States uh, total. 
that very rarely result in death, and this one just came out of nowhere and mauled the guy, something was going on. There's more to this story. That's why I call that cousin. And somebody says, oh, my cousin's the one who shot him. I'm like, get him on the horn. Brady, that's your job as a journalist. You're the leader of the news department around here. Where I'll try to get a number it? this morning. No, I don't want it now. Now I'm just mad that you didn't do it. I mean, now I've got to. Now we got to. I got to do goddamn everything. <laughs> what kind of journalist are you? That didn't spark any interest in you of wanting to talk to that person. Not really. Why? They must be a real dick. <laughs> you don't want to talk to them. That's interesting. Yeah, especially you. You had no curiosity of the cousin's story, like what they saw that the news isn't talking about. They never. They interviewed. They didn't talk to the shooter. That would have been great. There was barbecue, wasn't there? U.S. Open was going on. And <laughs> there was goddamn barbecue, day. wasn't there? The taco bar. You were standing. Oh, okay, that's it. That's why. Okay. I knew there was something distracting him. Oh, that's cool. Brady would have missed the Hindenburg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we sent our reporter out to the... Well, I'm over here at Taco John's for a second. I saw there's a four for one going on. Some big fire in the sky to the east. I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, you'd have missed that. With one taco truck, you'd have been eyeballing the other thing. It was a blimp, and now there's not. I don't know where it went. I'm sure we'll find out on the news. You are the news. Oh, yeah. We'll get you in there. Yeah, U.S. Open, tacos. Some ladies going, my family was the one involved in the bear shooting. I'll have uh, Don't put any of the purple onions on. I don't like those. Did you hear what I said, newsman? Huh? Yeah, no onions on the bear. What? I'm confused. Go, Ricky Fowler. Anyway, well, maybe later you can call and find out, but I'm not. My guess is that bear was hanging around, going through that guy's trash, and he was sitting there going, <laughs> The bear is my friend. For like three little days. Pet, probably a little. He had mastered nature like idiots tend to do. Mastered it. The bear comes to me. He's no harm. No threat at all. And he probably had, his last words were probably something stupid like, hello, stinky. And then just, because he named it and he thought it was cute that they were pals. And we didn't have enough food in his trash. The bear had had it. The grizzly man, when he named them all and he's tapping them on the nose. Oh, and yeah. Bears are looking at him like, you do. Something happened. The only thing in the movie Grizzly Man if you remember, the, did you ever see Grizzly I Man? Didn't, oh no. my God, oh. Brett! It's uh, Timothy. Uh, you must go see Grizzly Man. His qualifications were: he played an outdoorsman at Bobby McGee's for a little while. While he was waiting tables. That's pretty much what okay. it was. That was pretty much what he was. So and then you go up to the, the woods in Alaska, Grizzly Town, Grizzly Grizz Island. Yep. And he would uh, hang out with the Grizzlies all summer long. And then he'd hang around with them. But knew to get out of there by September. Because they were hungry. And then one year, he's like, I'll stay through October. We're all friends. I'm going to take my lady through yeah. there. And and there's a video of a grizzly bear looking at it. And I think the one thing he did is something Channel 3 should have pointed out. Uh, act like you're act like you're one of them. Because the bears were really confused why this dude was so comfortable with bears. <laughs> like, the bears were like, no way you don't know. Like, You've seen us in action. Yeah, you, the bears look surprised. And especially that one came up to him and was like, you think the one, if he was trying oh, to... Oh, Mr. Brownie. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to tell him. <laughs> he's got names for Hey, I'm a, I'm a grizzly bear. You know that, right? And he just whacks him in the nose. Get out of here, mister. That's enough. And that bear's face was like, I am definitely going to f*** this guy up for sure. I don't know what's going on. What's his plan? His comfort made the bears uncomfortable. And then finally they'd had enough. That's what I think went up. I don't want 
Look, I'm I'm sad for the guy up there in Prescott camping. Those are the risks you take up there in Prescott. You know, you walk on a trail in the desert, step on a rattlesnake. It's not the rattlesnake's fault. It's yours for being out there. Got to keep your eyes open. I have a feeling. And I don't know how long this dude was up there. And he was helping that bear, like, feel comfortable with him. I have a feeling. Because there's no reason for the bear to have attacked him unless he expected a pay a payment of some sort. So the real story will come out later or won't uh, instead because the news loves the idea of this. But this guy was Jack. He's Bradian. What I call Bradian. He was trying to make friends with nature because he thinks he's Snow White. If he was Bradian, he'd be alive today. You think? Yeah. That bear would be living with him in the house. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> you would have made friends with him. Yeah, Brady is a little bit more engaging is what he's saying. This guy's personality was lacking. What you needed was a couple of dad jokes and some M&M's. Bear would go right to your house. Yeah, that's probably true. Bear probably still be looking at you going, huh? He sleeps in my car with me. All right, this is going to end poorly. You know that, right? <laughs> so that's my guess. I'm pretty good. My, uh... My bullshit meter goes off pretty good. Smoulet detector. Pretty good at this one. And when I heard about it, I'm like, oh, the guy was up to no good with the bear. Bears don't attack you for no reason. Ever. They had one lady that uh, 11 years ago was the last bear attack in Arizona. And the lady was walking around the woods with her dog. The bear kind of came out of nowhere, and I think she panicked. The dog probably pitched a fit, posed a threat, and then the next thing you know, they're in a melee. That one made sense to me. You got a dog making noise. She can't control it. It's just chaos, pheromones, everything shooting out angry and crazy. Could have been a couple of cubs near yeah. or something. Bear got Whatever. nervous, right? Bear got scared for some reason. Had to protect something. That one makes sense to me. That's not unprovoked. They keep saying this one's unprovoked. I don't believe it because he was trying to hug it or hand it something. That's what I think happened. My guess is if we ever get the real story, he was trying to hand him a sandwich. or or trying to see if he wanted some coffee. <laughs> It'll keep you regular, Bear. What are you doing? Why? My co- <laughs> Come here, Yogi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's going to give us some more food, boo-boo. If he doesn't, let's f*** him up, Yogi. Oh, you know it, baby. I taught him to high-five. Watch this. Hey, <laughs> you, you, boo-boo, there's that guy that's been giving us food every day. It looks like he might be out. If he is... I'm going to f*** him up big time and eat his insides. That's what we do, Yogi. We're bears. That's right, Boo Boo. He will be my picnic. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, there's no way that dude was just minding his own business. He was pulling a full bogan on this one. <laughs> Hi, friend. <laughs> he likes berries. That's why they call them berries. They're named after each other. No, they're not. Oh, Okay. Uh, 6.15. Let's get a wake-up song and try to avoid the bears today. Let's see what we can do. Get that streak back alive. Our sign used to say it's been 11 years since a bear attack. Now it's three days. So uh, let's let's try to get our streak back alive and keep you idiots away from the bears. And always remember what the news told you to punch one or lay down play dead. Here's the better part. Uh, the signs out in the woods should just say, don't be a Brady. <laughs> They're not your friends. They'll never be your friends. It's never happened before. Don't say Grizzly Adams, Brady. Don't. Uh, Give us a wake-up song. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98 KUPD. morning sickness. morning sickness. 98 KUPD. Monday morning, Juneteenth.
the morning sickness upon you. Uh, I have to apologize to Brady for no follow-up questions on his bear story. <laughs> he told me that the woman's name was Brittany. And unfortunately for her, she's got one of those names where no matter what her story is, nobody's following up. She doesn't have a name you take seriously. Any Brit- Brittany's don't ever come with, you know, great stories. It's unfortunate for people named Brittany. They might be loaded with great stories, but because her name's Brittany, everybody just hears her and says, okay, Brittany. Well, one came back to us with a great story. Which one? Oh, Griner? Yeah, that's true. She's the only... I still don't even think of that. You know what? That really throws me because she's ruining the name Brittany for all Brittany's who have kind of coasted through life on their blonde hair. There's people that don't believe she's a Brittany. That's true, too. Let's change that to blonde Brittany's. Only blonde Brittany's. Other other Britneys can get away with storytelling, but blonde Britneys are never taken seriously. So she could say, "My my uncle was the Unabomber." And people be like, "All right, hand this over keep to me, moving, sister. Yeah, keep it moving. Your stories are crazy. You're a blonde Britney." But you're kind of uh, semi right on the fact that it, you know there's food, right? There's a, a lot of distractions. A live sporting event going on, right? And I mean, it's golf. There's I, time I needed to, talk. to follow up a little bit. Yeah, there, you're, you need to be better about follow ups. But I yeah. now that I've heard it was from. A, a blonde woman spewing out, hi, here's my information for the day. And then it happens, her name is Brittany. I understand why no one takes that seriously. And I feel bad for blonde Britneys. They're never, ever, ever like, let's hear what Brittany has to say. No one's ever said, what would Brittany do? <laughs> ever. In the history of man, no one's ever said the phrase, what would blonde Brittany do in this situation? And Because if that was the case, everybody would just start sucking on a cylindrical object nearby. <laughs> Because that's what most blonde Britneys do to get themselves out of jams. In fact, if a blonde Britney runs into a black bear, don't punch it in the face. Start uh-huh. to blowing like you would on an old town. That's what blonde Britneys can do. Yeah, matter of time. Scott Haynes said Brady was drawn to the woman's story when he heard her say the word bear claw. Then he looked up at her and realized there were no donuts <laughs> and mauled her to death. Then after everybody said, why'd you do that? He said, hey, I barely touched her. <laughs> Ricky Fowler. Click, click, clicky, click. And then I got another one that said, uh, I'm, I'll tell you that not only in the forest is it a good idea, but also in a lot of hospitals when you see a brown bear come at you to lay down and play dead. Sign Nathan Sutherland. All right, Nathan, you're not, not everything's about you either, buddy. The bear attack is on everybody's mind. But I'll be the first one to say it. I have a feeling. And, and people are, I got an email from a guy that said, break it down, John. Break the whole thing down. All right, you want me to do, I'll, I'll go full breakdown on this. There we go. My guess is, and I don't know this guy, and I feel bad doing this because he's gone. From the sounds of what I've heard so far, camping in a non-campsite, uh, when I saw his truck, it had one of those, uh, it wasn't just a camper cap. It was one of those cool tent you put on top of a car and then it blows up into a giant house yeah that thing they're neat looks like a coffin almost yeah so he's been living out there my guess is uh recently divorced and i mean this did not go well and he's like you know what i'm done i worked too hard too long to give this woman half of everything i've earned now i gotta start over i'm 50 something years old screw it I'm going up into the woods. I'm going to build myself a little cabin. I'm going to just be there. I'm going to quit, live off the land. He's been up there for a while, kind of miserable, not really seeing the way things work out. Maybe doesn't have his senses about him right now. And he wants to be at one with nature. He doesn't want anything to do with people anymore because that lady ruined his life. 
according to you know the account by the witnesses. They're saying he was sitting, having his morning coffee. It appears that a male black bear attacked Mr. Jackson, taking him unaware and dragged him approximately 75 feet down an embankment. Horse? 100% across the way. Neighbors heard Jackson screaming, tried to help through shouts and car horns, but the bear did not release him until the neighbor shot him with his rifle. Well, Brittany said it was a handgun. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you have that many witnesses watching you mind your own business, you have witnesses watching a bear come close to you. That's that's all bull too. We were just eyeballing because you know why everybody in the neighborhood's going, "What's this jackass up to?" Well, there's some dude parked at the end of the road there, and he seems to be camping on our backyard. I think he's building a house on that empty lot. <laughs> he's not building anything. He's drinking coffee, just sitting in the woods. Is that a bear? Should we tell him? I mean, that doesn't happen. You don't stare at the weirdo in the woods and watch him get attacked by a bear and then go to the news and go, we were watching him mind his own business and unaware. of They, they coax that bear in. This might be a murder. There's Steve drinking his coffee. <laughs> this may, in fact, be a murder where they shot the uh, drifter at the end of their property and then a, and then a bear... Like they threw him at a bear, and the bear drug him seventy five feet, and then they shot the bear, and they're like one might have gone in the guy too. That's what I'd have told. Them. I think maybe one went in that dude, but I think he was already dead. You've done great work. What, what did you see? Oh, I was staring at that guy as he's minding his own business. If I'm watching you mind your own business, and a bear comes by, I wasn't paying attention to the surroundings. That's a that's a really eyewitness uh, statement. There's something, there's something's going something, on yeah. up there in Prescott with this story. Don't make no sense, man. I feel bad a man's dead, but I have a feeling. Blonde Brittany knows more than she's saying, Brady, and you might want to pop over there. Were there any Olympic swimmers around there? <laughs> was Ryan Lochte there? Was Jesse Smollett nearby with some rope and spray paint? Anything? Anything near this? I just don't buy it. The bear was in a MAGA hat. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's how you keep a, a, a pack bear away. <laughs> Put on your Make America Great Again hat. Did that? Uh, did the bear say, hey, there's that <laughs> from Empire? <laughs> anyway, I don't buy this. I, like, so, uh, It's a terrible story and a man was eaten by a bear, but there's more to it than just minding your own business. They didn't want that neighbor. Like you said. Yeah, something was going on. The neighbors neighbors staring at him. I'm not living next to this guy. And they didn't go running towards it. They just ran to their cars and honked the horns. Come on. You got a gun. Sometimes they they do jump on that stuff. Did you see get a rifle? Yeah, he got a rifle out. And then honked his horn. Didn't go running towards the the dude getting attacked. Set the... What distance you got? Right. What kind of wind? There's <laughs> three clicks to the left. Wait, what are you, American sniper? Just run towards it and start firing. The the bear's going to run when he hears the gun go off. Maybe he's dragging your new friend down the road too. But none of this story adds up. Did the witness ha- or did the uh, did the victim have an Italian last name? <laughs> just just asking, just asking. Jackson. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, did the not... witnesses have that's, Italian yeah, last name? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't give out any names on the uh, yeah the neighbors. Uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, the, none of the, There's no names on this story. Like everything kind of other went... than the guy. It's like Yogi Giovanni was the bear that killed him, or what? <laughs> 66-year-old Stephen Jackson. We were sitting in our kitchen, minding our own business, watching this man just enjoying coffee in the woods by himself, when out of nowhere, suddenly, 
seeing the black bear, I would say it's black because, <laughs> let's be honest, black bears commit the most crimes. <laughs> we called him Luca Basky. <laughs> oh, anyway, that was a Brady joke. He headed it to me. I had to do it. And then lo and behold, my wife and I had to get our shotguns, run towards the bear. But by then it was too late. Evidently the bear had a gun too because our friend had been shot six times by the bear before we could get there. At least you finished that beautiful fountain in your front yard. Right. And the the envelope in his truck was for me, which I thought was very touching. For renting the area. Uh, there's too much going on with this. I don't. I don't like any of this story. They said they found <laughs> his body, and next to it were a couple of oranges. Yeah, and a horse head. That is right. weird. Evidently, the bear also ate most of the body of a horse, just leaving the head behind next to its victim. Terrifying. Speaking of the Godfather, could never be Best Picture anymore. Can't be Best Picture ever again. You know that? Did you see that? No. The Academy Awards have changed their rules now. Oh, yeah. For the uh, criteria for what can be best picture. Now, with their new rules, Godfather, Godfather 2, Spotlight, Titanic. Titanic. I'm not sure if Titanic won. Uh, no Country for Old Men. Um, uh, uh, just Oh, Schindler's List. Uh, a load of movies that have won best picture could never win best picture. Because the new rules are uh, the, the movie nominated for Best Picture must have uh, a lead character or supporting actor that is of or from a marginalized group. Uh, the storyline, if not that, the storyline must be about a marginalized group uh, or underrepresented. 30% of the cast has to be uh, represented by diversity. Uh, and then if not that... Uh, the staff has to be at least 30% woman or, uh, you know, Asian or foreign or something. So it has to be won by someone not acting. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, basically what it is, I, I thought of the first, for whatever reason, this, this rule comes up and it just, to me, it just destroys art. Because a writer sitting back coming up with his creation of like, let's say, you know, life, you know, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. He would have to write that. Now, granted, the guy writing that's probably not shooting for best picture nods. Should have been. But Deliverance, for instance, phenomenal film. Couldn't be nominated for an Academy Award, even though it's about a guy who thought this up in his mind. Like, the writer thought, wow, me and my friends. Like, this is when you're, when you're a writer. Well, is it because you're, uh, the Cajuns? No, Cajuns don't count as a, a, a underrepresented, marginalized group. Unfortunately, they have not been oppressed enough <laughs> to be uh, considered. You're, as a writer, you're first, the first thing you're taught as a writer in school, because trust me, I had seven majors in college. I know the beginning of just about everything. I know how I have zero ambition to finish any of the stuff I started, but I started a creative writing and English major for a year. And the first thing in writing class they teach you is write what you know, Right. Write what you know. What you're doing to writers with these new rules is making them make up things they don't know. Write what you don't know. In order to have a poignant film that you're making up out of the thin air, you now have to add a gay character or an Asian perspective. Now, the writer may not know. So you're now telling them it's no longer art. It's now a high school homework assignment. 
It has to have this, 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 and this, and this, or it's a, or it's an F. It's uh, like a cooking recipe, right? But it's not so like the movie uh, um, Hurt Locker. On its surface, can't win Best Picture, but because it had a female director, and then they dug deep because I was reading this, and it also had a costume designer that was a foreign and a woman. They're like, okay, for the main parts of this, top ten executives were underrepresented groups. We had a woman director, which had never... So that counts. So basically, you're going to have to get... So they're going to be fixing these... They're going to be rigging these staffs. Constantly, yeah. So you're not... You're not... It's not equality. It's actually uh, insulting. Like, you wouldn't have this job if I didn't have to hire you. And, you know, you're not necessarily the best qualified, but you fill... Uh, you check a box for me because I think this movie's got legs. Like, tiptoes. <laughs> Tiptoes was an, uh, like, talk about a marginal. Ingr- That's the kind of crap we're going to get is more tiptoes where they're doing these ham handed, heavy All right. social movies. I do enjoy <laughs> the idea of more tiptoes. But it's more about a social agenda than it is a story being told. Um, I thought of the movie uh, Walk the Line with Johnny Cash. And uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was unreal. Unreal in that movie, right? So it's a, it's a, Biopic. Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. a biopic about Johnny Cash's life. Johnny Cash grew up in the 50s and 60s in the South. He wasn't socializing with gays. He, he uh, like, probably wasn't doing much with black people. It was kind of segregated, and that's to no fault of his. He might have been a horrible person. I don't know. The movie didn't paint that. But it was more about his journey to become this drunken, crazy person and all the problems this individual had, directed by a white guy. No chance. That that really pretty good movie, which has been ruined by Dewey Cox, uh, would ever be nominated for anything. You know what another one was? The Joker. The Joker had no diversity in it. It had a little person, but it didn't represent a main storyline. So now you're looking at the Academy Awards sitting back saying, and it is like people have lost their minds on, on the Internet. It's almost like they did this on purpose to make us mad. <laughs> Nobody seems to understand... That art can't be an assignment. You know? It just can't. If I told you, hey, Brady, write a, write a beautiful story about this, this, and this, that's not your writing. That's an assignment I'm giving you. It's chat GPT. Yeah. I'm giving an idea with, uh, and it has to have an Asian guy in it, it has to have this. It's chat GPT. What we're doing is making chat GPT stronger because, of, uh, like, writers don't have that. Write what you know is your surroundings. Again, deliverance. The dude that wrote that wrote a story based on stuff he had thought of. Knowing that they were going to flood, they're going to break this dam down and flood this area and one last river ride with your friend. That movie doesn't have any diversity. It has gay in it, that's for sure. But it's sort of unwilling gay when Ned Beatty gets raped by hill people. So that movie's out. And probably never gets written. Because no writer goes in and says, I'm going to write this movie that I'm very passionate about and hope it never is qualified for an Academy Award. So would Blazing Saddles qualify? Oh, would it ever? That I thing mean, is loaded you know. with diversity. Now, yeah. It's going to open up. But it's not the right kind of diversity. So, If you watch Blazing Saddles with the proper mindset, you realize its message is if we all work together, things yeah. will get done. So it's the ultimate movie about diversity. But nobody looks that far. No, right? we take all of our differences, which are glaring in that movie, and we say we put those aside for one common goal, and that's to defeat the bad guy. Save Rockridge. Right. <laughs> Rockridge needed saving, and at a certain point, all those racists in Rockridge had to had to accept uh, blacks and Chinese to help them get through this, but not the Irish. They made that very clear. 
But yeah, I mean, no artist is going to write a movie and go, well, now I got to include a gay scene. I don't know how to do that. Writing what you know is not. So you put it in chat GPT and also add gay to this somehow. I, I, if you were to ask, you know, if I was going to write a story, it certainly wouldn't include a ton of Asian influence because I haven't had any. It wouldn't include a woman's point of view. I don't know how to do that. So then your story, like if I wrote a, this is great, John, you've written a, an amazing screenplay. This is a great treatment. We're going to give it to our diversity team. And they're going to add and subtract to it. Because that's what happens to scripts anyway. They go into other writers' rooms and they look at it and fix it. Editors and stuff like that. So now it's like, well, I think this has got a chance at the best picture. But I think, unfortunately, 30% of it can't be. So Titanic. We need to punch it in the trunks, you know, punch up the script. Right. Titanic, like, you know. And now I think you look at it and it's like, all right, then we can do, you know, gay roots. That's roots was an Emmy. And they haven't done it for Emmys yet. But it was all about, you know, the marginalized uh uh, you know, slaves and all the horrors that then went on there, but no gays were represented. So eventually, it's going to be like, well, now you got to get everybody in there. It's going to, it's, it, it wrecks everything. It wrecks everything as far as art goes. Now, it's just going to make more Marvel movies. That's all this is. More, more of your superheroes are going to be homosexuals, and uh, that's basically all it's going to be. And that's fine, but nobody's going to dive deep into try to write something new and then add in things that don't really fit the storyline. You can't do. Bio movies. Braveheart was another well, one. Braveheart doesn't you know, get best picture. Because it can't. In Scotland, in the 1400s or whenever the hell that was, there weren't any other people there of color. And they weren't real focused on homosexual things as a, uh, you know, a social deal. They were just kind of worried about what squirrel they were going to feed their family that night and how to kill English people. That's basically it. It was going to be a Lily White movie. Now, you try to make Braveheart today... You can make it the way Mel Gibson did and just say, we'll never get a best picture. Or you try to add the criteria in. Mel Gibson can't direct it. Fine, we get somebody else to direct it. Will it have the same vision? That was Mel Gibson's fever dream to do a Braveheart movie, a William Wallace movie. So it goes away. That goes away. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, you talk about wokeness. The Bud Light thing was the silliest thing in the world. I mean, this is the real type of stuff where we're actually getting screwed as citizens of, of art. You take books away. You take Shakespeare and love wouldn't have done anything. You can't have Shakespeare didn't have any ties back to that stuff. So now it's just like, all right, it's all an assignment. None of it is actually like the best people now who have passion for the blurs job. the uh, story completely. The well, it gets lost. Like real stories. Biographies are going to have to have a bunch of made up parts, and they already do. They already do. But I, I mean, like, on certain, how much sense would it have made if Johnny Cash, for no reason at all, in the movie Walk the Line, had a uh, had a, a whole subtext storyline going of his inner struggles with homosexuality? It was never really him, but in order to get you know, because we know this movie's got best picture potential, and yeah, throw it in there. We got to. We got a male director. We don't have any black people or uh, Asian people or Indians or anything else in this movie because Johnny Cash was not from an area that was prominent. So we got to we got to shoehorn that in there somehow. He, he did a gig with Little Richard one weekend <laughs> right. over there. Just, and there you have it. Unless it's thirty percent of the movie <laughs> or Little Richard. Yeah, you got gay and black. That yeah. he covers a couple bases. It just gets weirder and weirder when you start looking at that. The Joker. Uh, that's just some crazy person's that's not based in anything but now it has to have in order to be a best picture it has to have a few more things in it where main character has to 
just show up and get shoehorned in. The main character of that movie is the Joker. I don't care what else goes on around him as far as color, gay, anything else. Don't care. And it has to be a substantive part of the story, evidently, for them to consider it for best picture. Now, there's there's B rule, C rule, D rule. Because if a movie comes out and it's just spectacular, we know. But Schindler's List, it didn't have a whole lot of gay. Uh, I don't know that Jews in Hollywood count as underrepresented. I don't think that's I don't know, a thing. That's Kanye. <laughs> yeah, Kanye get mad about that. But it changes a lot. Yeah. This guy said, I think this means Tyler Perry just became the most successful director ever. <laughs> that's right. Tyler Perry movies, which are awful. Yeah, he's now going to get a Lifetime Achievement Award for all those Medeas. But it is weird. It is a strange kind of, for no reason at all. It's like finishing up your movie and just knocked it out of the park and like, oh, you forgot the one thing. (laughs) You forgot gay stuff. And then they they go back and film in some gay and horn it in there. And and it's just to meet the bare minimum. It's like the flair in office space. We got to get 15 pieces of flair for the Academy to notice this. Ah, crap. That's going to add 20 minutes to this movie. It doesn't make any sense. Why? Why is Johnny Cash's best friend an Asian guy? That didn't happen in real life. Why is this happening now? But they're, they're not counting it because the thing we shoehorned in was at the end of the credits. The- <laughs> I mean, just have an Asian guy go, starring at Johnny Cash, Hawking Phoenix. Oh, this is their way to get an Academy Award. They just had some Asian guy with a thick accent read the credits. The best boy, Robert Tall. Ha, he very good. Do you think the Academy Awards, though, are becoming like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where it's just yeah. a joke and nobody yeah. even cares? That's yeah, very true. And it used to it's be. It's just Hollywood patting themselves on the back. That's all Awards? it is. Yeah, but that, remember what a big deal it was. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we'd sit. That was a night everybody gathered around the TV. We'd seen most of the movies. You know, we had. You've like, heard of most of them. You've heard of most of them. You, were, you yeah. had a favorite. There yeah. were, like, you know, pools. You can get involved. It took gambling to finally get to the TV. I mean, when those movies came right. out, it was like that was the only. But even beyond that, it's just kind of taken away the fact that this now it's about politics. Now it's about agenda. Now it's about you know who can give the best speech about the environment. It has nothing to do with like entertaining us. It has nothing to do with entertaining the masses. It just doesn't. It's all about them more them and more and how far ahead of the curve they are as far as but i watch tiptoes that movie's only 20 years old this group of people has had a role of a lifetime they've had opportunities to be on the cutting edge and they've chosen not to now it's just you know the hip thing to do it's just stupid but you know it was crooked already it was always crooked, I'm yeah, not, yeah, but it doesn't have to be it's crooked just... when you take the art away. I'm not talking about like whether or not the votes were legitimate. Yeah. Revenant, another phenomenal movie. Talk about bear attacks. Has two people in it. That's it. Can't qualify. Can't be best picture. I mean, there's not enough, you know, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio's. They change it around. He and Hardy make out at the end. They make up. <laughs> right. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe at the end, the whole goal was to get out of the woods so, this he, could, revenge. so he could go f- Tom Hardy. <laughs> Maybe that's the message I missed in that movie. That's what you got to sell me, is that his whole journey was to get revenge on something and then go f- Tom Hardy real hard and then like kiss him passionately. And then everybody's like, what just happened at the end of Revenant? Like, Did, they, did he just f- Tom Hardy and kiss him real hard and then the credits rolled? Yeah, they had to do that to get an Oscar. I don't get it. 
It's been a long time since the Oscars have had their finger on the pulse of what society wants. That's for sure. But this is like a step the other direction. Instead of trying to get back in the fold with mainstream America, it's going the other way. They're like, let's see how far let's see how far away we can get from this. But I think it makes and I'm you know, look, I'm no I'm not the guy wandering around in museums all the time. But I do believe that the art form of uh acting, comedy, writing, all that stuff, you know, that's a written history of us. And uh, where we were at certain times. And this one is not representing all of us. It's representing a very small group that feels like this needs to happen, and it doesn't. I'm not so sure Maverick gets nominated for Best Picture. There's a black guy in there. Yeah, but uh, th- see, there's the problem right there. I know. Th- that's that, Whitey saying that. that yeah. is, uh, but not even right. Whitey saying it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're qualified. We stuck a black guy yeah. in. Uh, it, there's some gayness in there. Is there some gay? Well, well, that is true. Top Gun is one of the gayest movies of all time. <laughs> well, the first one, definitely. It's, it's all based it's in homosexuality. It's the writing theme. No, it's, it's the theme on whether the guy's going to go homo or not. And he chooses homosexuality at the end. I'm surprised he didn't after seeing how Kelly McGill has turned out years no later. No kidding. Ooh. He made the right choice. <laughs> you can ride my tail anytime. <laughs> huh? But yeah, the, uh, it's just a strange thing. So as I was reading it yesterday, I'm like, wow, this, I mean, do what you want. It's your business, but it does kind of it does stifle the artistic process of writing. Let's see what happens. I guess. Well, you know, if it gets to the point where it is okay, this is too much of an assignment. Well, the writers will still write. What they've done to me is empower the internet because basically now it's going to be like, well, this story is fantastic, and I'm you know writers are known for that like sticking to their guns things. They're like, I'm not. This is my creation and you're not touching. My baby does not get manhandled with your agenda. So what it's going to do is just uh, self-funded internet movies. It's the same thing music did when they fought real hard against the internet. And the internet won, and in a big way. And now record companies don't know how to nurture a band. They they look at the internet and go, all right, they've got something that seems to be popular. Let's see if we can get our hooks in that and make some money. Billie Eilish... In 2016, basically threw a huge finger at the record company and said, I did the whole thing myself, and it sounds better than what you could have done. And by the way, it's outselling anything you've got. That first album that girl put out at age 16 dominated the Internet with no help from record companies at all. And that's what you're going to get with this. I think the Internet will start like being like, hey, you don't have to do that over here. And awards be damned. We're not touching your project. That's kind of why I like Netflix. That dude, Ted, what's his name? When he's like, look, it's for you don't like some of the stuff, don't watch it. Yeah. You don't want to work here because we've got things you're not comfortable with. Don't have to work here. That's what art is. Art is everything. And it's in the eye of the beholder. So it doesn't necessarily have assignments that must have. It is frustrating because you feel like, well, if it's really good, no matter what it is, it right. should be, should get the credit. Art would bound all right. Godfather would not win the award. Uh, universally known as the best movie ever made. You know, I mean, almost every if you put it up, every review board ever, AFI, all of them has Godfather at least top three. Every one of them, which I think probably means universally is the regarded as the best movie ever made. Doesn't get best picture. Can't. What about things like Casablanca and like all the classics like that? I mean, it's just I mean you don't even want to done. go back. You don't want to go back in time. Yeah. yeah, those are for sure. But they represent a certain time, whether it was right or wrong. They're still great movies. It doesn't mean the people in them were great people. It doesn't mean anybody in them. But it's crazy. Yeah, art with boundaries can't flourish. 
when you put walls up and say, yeah, but you can't do it without this, or this has to be in it, it can't. So it's going to be the Internet. The Internet will be the one that, you know, says, don't worry about it. You're free to do whatever you want here. And then, you know, the Oscars will go away and everything. You know, maybe that's a good thing, the Oscars finally disappearing. But it seems so much like, you know, everybody who always said that a few years ago, is like, oh, there's no agenda. This isn't an indoctrination thing. It sure feels like an agenda. It sure feels like every step they take is to go, nope, you're not going to watch anything but what we, what we want you to see. And they're the ones with all the money. So it's going to be hard to get a movie made without, you know. I was sad. I lament the days of movies like Hot Dog or My Tutor. Just teen romps with, like, you know. Meatballs. Unnecessary nudity and crazy, like, dumb stories. <laughs> Meatballs didn't have any no. gay or diversity in it at all. It's one of my favorite movies ever. And some of the more dramatic movies like uh, Aspen Extreme and... <laughs> I loved Aspen Extreme, the figure eight, and then Terry powder eight. The powder eight, you're right. And then the and then Terry Polo took her shirt off for yeah. no reason, had that big mole under her right boob. It's, it kind of it slowed me down a little bit, but I finished through. I powered through. Those movies went away because they were juvenile. I'm like so am I. Where's my? Uh, how come I don't have a? Why is no one catering to me? Most of us are juvenile. But yeah, just reading their reading their story, and it came out of nowhere. It's like, all right, by the way, here's the new rules. And it eliminates a lot of great movies. The movie Spotlight, which is one of my one of the more underrated movies that's been made in a long time, that made an amazing point, is about real people. But how is that eliminated? Because there's no because there's no diversity in it at all. None. There's gay. No. There's maybe, but it's not a main part of the storyline, and and it has to meet a criteria of percentage. Oh, and everybody gotcha. in it is white, and everything about it is white because that's the people. We were dealing with in Boston who were trying to figure out exactly what was going on, and it wasn't gay. I think I think with gay representation, both parties have to be interested. Otherwise, it's a rape True. representation. Yeah, because okay, yeah. Yeah, the Christ, the Catholic Church, but they could have made it gay. No, the, yeah, they could have. Oh, you'd have had a big. It would have been inner inner All church. Right, think flings. Who are we talking about? Are we are we writing a story to try to to talk about what really happened? Right now, you've had to add the idea, okay, let's make up a story about a priest who was gay inside there. And then what do you get? You get criticized for saying gay guys are predators. That's true. So that you can't write that because they're not. These, these Catholic priests were rapists. <laughs> rapists, I say. Very underrepresented group. That movie goes away because it's about real people. And they cast it to look pretty close to the real people, if not. You know, just good actors that could play the part. Do the accent a little bit of Boston. That's it. Great movie. No Country for Old Men. One of my, it is probably my favorite movie ever made. Couldn't win anything. Couldn't do anything. Probably wouldn't get made. So now you have to have movies like Guy Tannic. Oh, Lord of the Rings was another one they threw in there. It was a movie that couldn't possibly fit, hit the criteria. Even though I, Beg to differ on that it's last trash. scene. They, they could uh, they could work it out. Those they hobbits were homosexuals. Yeah. That, <laughs> jumping on the bed celebration. No question. All I had to do was have a couple of them go back door. And, oh, hobbits are gay? Okay. And they can procreate. Like, make it magic. Like, make it so you get a butt babies with your hobbit friends. They lay eggs. Even though Tolkien didn't write that, you have to add that in there because Tolkien's story wasn't good enough on its own. It needs to have uh, hobbit gay sex in order to be accepted in today's world. 
which is crazy because, you know, they're out there. Everyone's, um, not everyone, but a lot of the industry is looking for those stories that you never heard about from World War II or whatever. Of course. And they buy the rights to it. Saving Private Ryan is on the list yeah. as a movie that wouldn't be uh, recognized by the Academy now. Oh, Rain Man won Best Picture. Rain Man wouldn't have been recognized, even I mean, though maybe because it's about a handicapped person. So it might have, because the main story is about a handicapped human being. Disabled, no in it. Disa- not, yeah, but, I know, disa- but, but they can fix that with a disabled person. So they basically, it's either, it's either gay, uh, uh, marginalized, underrepresented, or disabled. Can someone like Dustin Hoffman play that role? No, never. You got to find a, someone Hoff- yeah, that's really have... on the spectrum, right? Right, which isn't acting at all. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like the whole the whole art thing is being boxed in, and it needs to be broken again. And that's not me. I'm like not some connoisseur, some Renaissance man. I think art's funny. Like most of the time, I find it to be hysterically bad. And I, I think art is one in a million is good. Tropic Thunder back in. <laughs> Tropic Thunder now. <laughs> Super representative. Because Al Pacino was a gay black man. I don't know what Robert Downey Jr. does, but he checks like eight boxes because he was uh, also playing. But he couldn't play it because he's not Australian or black. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so ridiculous. But yeah, uh, the other thing that you have uh, has to be handicapped. Like a handicapped person has to be a main part of the story as well if you're not going to go down the gay road or have Asians or uh, Indians or... I don't know. Who else? Eskimos. I don't know what else you can throw in there to, to meet the criteria. I'm Change. bypassing them. It changes how you write things. Could you imagine if for no reason at all Don Corleone and the Godfather get, gets up? My goddamn multiple sclerosis. <laughs> I'll click my way over here. That's me walking. Anyway, somebody hit Luca. I gotta sit down. My bones ache from my multiple sclerosis. There, we've checked that box. Now, Sonny, go butt someone. Check that box. The movie goes away. This guy says, what about Castaway? Tom Hanks and Wilson. Wilson would have to be a black ball now. <laughs> or a gay disabled ball. You're right. Castaway. Out. You'd have to have like, he'd have, to, have be... to have some real action happening on the plane before it crashed. <laughs> yeah, you would <laughs> so, like just an orgy of handicapped people having gay sex and like a woman director and like ah we did it okay now it's a good movie. I think Castaway was great by itself. It was a singular guy. Yeah. Was he supposed to write in some savages on the island that are all interested in? You know, they all have multiple sclerosis. And they all and they, walk around <laughs> rainbow flags. Hello, welcome. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're gay savages that the only thing they've ever been introduced to is Queer Eye. That's it. Would one of the Friday the 13th fit in there? Because didn't they have the guy dying in the wheelchair flaming going down the steps? Sure. Yeah, but I don't know that you're going to go best picture. But and you that, might be yeah. narrowing it down to the one that would, would have won that year. Chariots of Fire. E.T. Uh, it's just a laundry list of films that are universally recognized as the greatest films of all time. Out to the Academy that that gives the award out for greatest film of the year. And it also goes to uh, basically like animation and stuff, which I don't know how that's going to apply. I don't know how that works. And animals can't be. I used to have boy toy right? story, they right? Bring a black yeah. lab in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't they know. made it. They made it something that an animal cannot be uh, awarded for some reason. I, I, I saw they ever that. Have been. Yeah, I thought they were eligible. 
for best actor for no not best like actor Tintin or something like a, Academy I yeah, I there saw has it with an award <laughs> an animal yeah I don't think we have to worry about that too much I didn't think if so you, either but if there are five I, nominees and one is a German Shepherd and you lose you did a terrible job acting. Batman just wrote it. Schindler's List would turn into Schindler's Fist to get the oh, yeah. in there. Yeah, you got Boy Toy Story, uh, Gaitanic. Uh, it all goes crazy. Well, that would mean like the Wizard of Oz couldn't be up there. Oh, God. Well, I don't know. Got Why? Little people. Is there something wrong? I mean, they had a no, 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 they don't all have to be handicapped or gay. They're just represented. You got an awful lot of little people in that one. I think maybe that one skirts in just under the know. wire, man. It's a tight one. It's I mean, the Wiz would be up there. Oh, no the problem. Wiz, the Wiz you know, is that's in. Easy. Yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> the Wiz is a champion. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of want to see Boy Toy Story. All these porn titles, <laughs> all these porn titles will be what we see now. It's crazy. The original Star Wars will be out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No star, no Rocky. Lando didn't show up until the second one. I wonder if Rocky's rep- like if Apollo puts you over the top. Yeah, he would because he's yeah. part of the story. That's true. He's a big part yeah. of the story. Boy, that's close though. Rocky uh, Four would be well. Rocky dies in it, but pretty early on. Yeah, but Rocky Four was never threatening for best picture. No, Rocky was. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars is out. You're right, Brett. Anyway, it's a weird conversation, and it's you know. Again, I'm only here for the laughs. What do whatever you want, but it seems to me that this this stifles creativity more than you know pours water on. And it waters the weeds. It doesn't water the flowers. Uh, that's just something. Somebody somebody's in favor of it, and I just don't understand that person's argument. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, this lady just emailed me this morning. We have a responsibility to our listeners, Brady. While you're searching deeply for best dog actor category. <laughs> No, no, I was just going over the Academy, the awards. It I is got to know what you're talking about. I got to know that dog yeah. thing. Uh, this lady emails and she said, hey, guys, this is this is pathetic, by the way. I need your top five to ten breakup heartbreak songs, rock preferably. I'm open to anything except country. Thank you. Uh, breakup? Signed, signed Kara, drunk and sad in her driveway. 12.20 a.m. I got that. So Kara must have gotten dumped She's last still alive? Night. Yeah, no, we got to check in on her. Kara, email me. Here, she needs five to ten, five to ten breakup songs from rock. Every rose has its thorn. Heart, heartbreak or a heart? A heartbreaking, yeah, heartbreak songs, breakup songs, heartbreak. Is it heading, heading for a heartache? Heading for a heart. You go winger on me. Yeah, winger. Wow. <laughs> 1228, that's, that'll work. Yeah, that's true. At 12.20 in the morning... You might play some winger and like it. Like, what's a good like breakup rock song? Well, no, it just if you listen. want the sad or you Look. want the empowering because you could go "You Ought to Know" from Alanis. Oh, there's a good one. I yeah, mean, if that's, yeah. You want the empowering? Juice one Juice it up a little bit. That's probably that's a good one. That's not. She wants sad though. She said breakup heartbreak songs. Just listen to an Adele album. Yeah, but you'll kill yourself when it's all over. All she does is write about breakups. Taylor Swift. Ugh. But as far as rock goes, Lips of an Angel, <laughs> terrible song. It's not really about breaking up. It's about hosing a chick who isn't your wife. And they got a country song out of that, too. 
Hall and Oates, She's Gone. She's gone. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know, Kara. That's a tough one. I want to know the rest of your story, though. What's going on? Why, are you, why won't you go in the house? She's drunk and sad in her driveway. And heartbroken, evidently. Love Bites from Def Leppard. Love Bites. Good one. That's good. She can put that on her list. Say, uh, <laughs> so wait a minute. Uh, go back a few months, John. Is this the same Kara that hates black people? F her. She deserves <laughs> to get dumped. I don't know if it's the same one. I don't think it is. This is with a C. I think that Kara was with a K. Kara, what happened? What was the, what's the song that the girl, uh, White Lion, Wait. <laughs> oh, my God. How about Die, Mother F or Die? That's from John De Pascale. <laughs> That's a good one. Hi, right, John. There's your breakup song. Yeah, heartbreak songs. Headed for a heartache. Brady got winger <laughs> in, so we're set. The other one's a dude one that's old school. It's the Joe Jackson. She really going yeah, out with, with him. him. Is she really <laughs> going to take... Um, Dua Lipa has the breakup song of 2017, which is New Rules. One, don't pick up the phone. You know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. Two, don't let him in. <laughs> uh, and then what was the third one? If you're under him, you ain't getting over him. I got new rules, I count them. Yeah, so don't pick up the phone. Don't let him in. And if you're under him, there ain't no getting over him. Uh, Josh is a good guy, so she didn't need any music. Send care my way. I got eight inches to help her take her mind off things. Tell her to send pics. <laughs> okay. Kara, send pics to the stranger with a huge dick. He'd love to talk to you. <laughs> in your time of need, nothing a woman wants more than a huge wang to bang her around for a few hours while she's thinking about another guy. Uh, Still Loving You by the Scorpions. Oh, thanks, Katero. <laughs> Is that? Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess. I don't really know any. I used to love her from Guns N' Roses. Oh, there's a, a killer. <laughs> there's a good <laughs> Winston says, let the, body, let the bodies hit the floor. Nothing wrong with me. <laughs> right. Nothing wrong with me. Oh. He's right. November Rain. That's less of a breakup song and more of your uh, Stephanie Seymour died, if I remember right. Yeah. It's a good one, though. Now I feel bad for poor Kara. It says, uh, Ugly Kid Joe, everything about you. See, everybody's mean about it. A Little Piece of Heaven by Avenged Sevenfold. That's a good one. Kara, I'm sorry you're crying. Hopefully you're not still drunk and crying in your driveway, but it makes me sad when our listeners ask these kind of questions. I can't think of a song that I would run to. Oh, that's I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. End oh. of the Road from Boys to Men. End of the Road. What's Love Dump? In the meaning Love Dump, that? Static X. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a breakup. <laughs> I think you're pretty much just loading somebody up. Uh, tool, Push It. I'm not sure that's breakup. Call Stabbings, ask him. <laughs> Mark knows. Well, that's every, every rose has its thorn was the night I watched my best friend cry in a prelude. In a 1986 blue prelude. Every rose has its thorn. Mark, go. The light's green. <laughs> you should drive. I can't drive stick, man. <laughs> you have to You have to pull it together, man. We're almost home. <laughs> I just miss her so much. <laughs> I'm like, no, pull over. Pull over. I'm going to walk the rest of the way. 
He lost his mind. First breakup, it happens to all of us. We all lose our minds over the first breakup. But. Yesterday from the Beatles. I mean, yesterday, all my trouble seems so. Yeah, that's that's a hang yourself yeah. song. You get her with a zone special. Oh, no. With everything but the girl. I miss you like the deserts miss the rain. <laughs> Are you sure you're You don't want to okay? flip her sides. <laughs> Brady just got us uh, into the Academy. We, we can be nominated for Best Picture now because I think Brady just announced that he's a wild homosexual for remembering that. that. Like the deserts miss the rain. They just don't. Give up. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Kate Bush. That's a suicide song. But everything but the girl comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I had to go to that uh, when they go. did an acoustic hey. thing in Borders. It's pretty hard. Be careful. <laughs> now you disappeared somewhere. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know this one. I know the, the chorus. Not only Kara. are we making it worse for Kara, she yeah. has to listen to this. Yeah, Duhast is a better one, I think, than this. If you go to that. Wow. Good Lord, man. You say you went to that concert? It was an acoustic special at Borders Bookstore. Oh! You couldn't come up with an excuse to dodge that? It's my client at the time. Oh, you set it up. No, I didn't set it oh, up. Oh, it's I, worse. You had to if had it's to your client. There. You had to get somebody in contact. We got this well, thing. Where can we do it? set it up and we help promote oh, it. Oh, man. Brutal. Anything by Chicago? Oh, yeah. If you leave me now. Ooh. Oh. That's a good one. That's a toughie. Jeez, Carrie, you made us all so sad and I don't even have a follow-up for you. Hit the road jacks up here a couple of times. If you're leaving now. <laughs> Is that this, this, dude, the gang in Chicago had all been broken up with at the same time. Oh, yeah. And some of the best use in a movie I've ever seen in my life was the movie Three Kings. Remember with George Clooney, Ice oh, yeah, Cube, yeah. and uh, Spike, uh, what's Marky his Mark, name? right? And Marky yeah. Mark. And they accidentally have this song blasting. And they lock the keys in the car. And this is the theme song for the raid. That yeah. guy is insane. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. That's not a rock song. How could we not? It must have been loved by Roxette. All of you people have a favorite. There's one, I'll tell you right now, that'll knock you on your ass. It's a 25-year-old song, and I just remember, I wasn't even, like, going through a breakup the first time I heard it, and it made me sad. And then you start going through a breakup, and you lean on it. This is the only time I got sad after my divorce. Sideways by Citizen Cope. This song is monstrously, like, you can hear it in his voice. It's just, how long do I have to sit with these thoughts before they go away? Because they're kicking my ass. Sideways is a go-to for me. With Citizen Cope, this song is just a dude, his guitar, and his misery. If you, ha- if, if this is my go-to for anybody, I'm like, look, if you're thinking about maybe killing yourself after a breakup, Side- Sideways here. is the one that will push you over the edge. Oh, and his voice is just filled with angst. You know it ain't easy. Yeah, this is the only time after my divorce I was sad listening to this son of a bitch. There are no words to describe it. 
And fresh or in England Diamonds, they fade Cause diamonds, they fade Flowers, they bloom I'm telling you And I'm telling you Oh, get ready to start weeping These feelings won't go away They've been knocking me sideways You, oh man They've been knocking me sideways <laughs> Whenever you come around These feelings won't go away That's a mother effort that one. All right, there you go. We've determined it. You want to be sad, sideways is the way to go. Or if you're just trying to let somebody know, hey, I got something for you, and it has got me spinning. This one came in a couple times. What is it? Oh, Jesus Christ, baby, come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor Kara. The news is she just got mauled by a bear. <laughs> How many 1970s suicides were from this song? Break up after break up. Or just a great love. This? No, I'm saying the 70s. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Trying to forget that you was just a waste of time. Baby, come back. By the way, speaking of a comeback. They keep calling the Diamondbacks the comebacks, and I don't think uh, Brinley and Berthume make realize how hard I laugh every time they say it. That's why we call them the comebacks. <laughs> Stop calling them that. Don't Google it either. Yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah, Dosa Breakup on Juneteenth. How about that? I Remember You by Skid Row. Oh. It's Over Now by L.A. Guns. I Remember You by Skid Row. Remember yesterday, walking hand in hand, love letters in the sand. Oh, oh man. We're going to get Kara to jump. You have to that big glass circle up there at the Grand Canyon and fall 4,000. Jay-Z, I got 99 problems. Yes. Look up the sound of pouring rain. And this was back when Sebastian was swoon-worthy. You look at him now. Yeah, yeah. It's like he was a sexy woman back then. I'd have met the criteria of a, of a best picture hanging out with that guy. I think I'm, dude, I think I'm in love with you. You're the prettiest woman I know. Oh, yeah, this one is going after killing people. Well, there you go. Pretty much any 80s hair band has a ballad on their album that'll yeah. make you go. But good luck with that. Sorry, Kara. We give you plenty. And evidently people like firing it up. I fall apart post Malone. Nobody's fool. Cinderella. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. Both good ones. Fare thee well. Some folk singer sings that. But Oscar Isaac does an amazing... Oscar Isaac sings it? <laughs> Greg Kahn. The breakup song? The breakup song. And this guy says, Grand Funk Railroad, Heartbreaker. This one came uh, in. Greg Kinn. Oh, it does. Greg Kinn. I don't know who yeah. it is. He wrote Greg Kahn. What is it? Is it coming through? Oh, Blame It on the Rain? Oh, what is this? Uh, I saw you and him. And him. Walk it in the rain. I gave you blue diamonds. <laughs> 
My sister was uh, <laughs> My sister was having uh, relations with a married man for a while. And I used to when she'd come home. I'd play that. <laughs> what? I'm like, ooh, I saw you outside. <laughs> you were holding hands and I'll never be the same. Yeah, yeah. That's a- Shut up, John. No, 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 cuz. I saw you. <laughs> Orin Juice Jones. Not orange. Yeah. Orin Juice Jones. <laughs> ah, I forgot about this garbage song. This was, I tell you that, this was weeks of fun every time my sister came home at 11 at night. I chill. She thought I was asleep in bed. She waited. She'd come back and orange juice on click. Boom, remote. Bam. That's right. My dad thought it was hilarious. I want to mess up this thirty-seven hundred dollar Lynx coat. So instead, I chill. Chill. Then I went to the bank, took out every dime, and then I went and canceled all those credit cards. He sounds a little like. DJ Smooth. <laughs> you know that, Larry. I stuck you up for every piece of jewelry I ever bought you. Yeah, that's right. Everything. Gucci. Everything. They fly with me. Nah, don't go, don't go, don't go looking in that closet. Because you ain't got nothing in there. Everything you came here with is packed up and waiting for you in the guest room. That's right. What was you thinking about? Huh? Oh, that's so good. What are you trying to prove? Huh? This with the juice. You know, I gave you silk suits, Gucci handbags, blue diamonds. I gave you things you couldn't even pronounce. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it means you were a smoke show. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. That's what that means. And you know what? She made the right choice because Orange Juice did nothing after that. And I'm assuming <laughs> Orange Juice, uh, his credit cards were also revoked. And there's a rebuttal. Oh, a that's girl right. did it. I can't, that's I can't remember that one, though. Yeah, because it who cares? Yeah. Well, how can you top yeah. Orange Juice? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> This guy says Black Keys Lonely Boy. Oh, what a lonely boy. If they, if they remade Lonely Boy by Andrew Gold, that's about that's a right. kid who didn't want a brother or sister. Kind of abandoned by his family when the when the favorite came along. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, uh Alone again. Well that's that you know what I associate that with is standing in line in uh uh Walgreens and it was playing and a young African American in front of me. And I mean at the time, had to be 27, 28 years old, if I remember right, if I'm, if I'm remembering this right. And he was singing it. I'm like, when were you exposed to the 70s Gilbert Sullivan song? Gilbert Sullivan. Sullivan. Gilbert O. Sullivan? Gilbert O. Sullivan. Yeah, I know. <coughs> Alone again. Naturally. Naturally. And I'm also like, what's Walgreens' target audience here? Yeah, like, who are they firing <laughs> That's off That's a this? shopping song. Like, you got to get this out of the mix, man. This didn't, it was a terrible. This thing is, I'm standing in line. It's a dirge. I'm, for some reason, I'm associating it with COVID. I, I don't think it was. I don't think we were six feet apart. I think we just had a healthy distance. And it's planned. A little while from now, Dude's like 28 years old in front of me, black guy. Firing off every word. And I'm like, is this, did you lose a bet where you had to memorize this? And it, this is the whitest song ever written. Wow. It's actually beyond white. It's like North Great Britain white. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody away. says Careless Whisper. Huh? Somebody says uh, Careless, Careless Whisper. Careless Whispers are pretty good. Jeez. Yeah, sorry, Kara. I don't know what's going on, but looks like you're not going to make it. <laughs> not after some of these songs. No, this is this is not the route you want to go. Man. God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Ooh. Oh, that's a, that's a push. That's a push push. 
Yeah, I go sideways. Is that a breakup song? No, it's more of an "I love you so much." Yeah. yeah, that if the if the if you weren't part of this world, I wouldn't Thank want to be God. part of it. Yeah, God only knows where I, what I'd be without you. Yeah. Don't go away, man. Just go away. Yeah, that's a good one. I like those. Guys. <laughs> I don't know what this one's about, but I don't either. I'm assuming Twink Love. <laughs> and again, I associate this one to driving to Little League practice and turning it up, and my dad going, "What?" <laughs> like, I love this song. You do? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's a great song. We just drove from, because we had practice at Dobson High that day. And his face. I'm like, what is going on with this kid? <laughs> and I was in the passenger. I'm surprised he didn't make you walk the rest of the way. All don't right, you, you're out of here. Don't you like country music or rock music or something? No, no, no. Shut up, Dad. This is a good part. Oh boy, he's a twink, no doubt. <laughs> How is a twink so good at baseball? <laughs> he was from a different time. Anyway, sorry, Carol. We've gone on long enough with your breakups. Good Lord, it's late. <laughs> uh, Brett, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? And try to make them happier than uh, uh, Carol's will be. They will corpse be. in the driveway. Uh, wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. It is a little warm out there, but it's not too warm to ride. I mean, me and Josh went out yesterday and we're hanging out there at the... Uh, at the Usury Pass. Now, like, like everybody's talking about all these bike parks opening and stuff. And the boys, they're actual riders, too. So this week, uh, Thursday and Friday, they're going up to Angel Fire in New Mexico. So if you're going to bring your bike in there, you want to pick up a bike or anything else like that, uh, hours may vary. So make sure you call ahead to Action Ride Shop. But, again, best wrenches in town. You need to pick up a bike. They're going to hook you up with the best advice, too. So you're going to get what you need. ActionRideShop.com or go visit the boys over there on Gilbert Road in Southern. And on the list. Wow, I'm just getting loads of people. Evidently, everybody's been broken up with here recently. Dawkins alone again keeps coming up. Hang on. I don't necessarily need to hear Dawkins singing to me about how sad I am. <laughs> Do I need Don Dawkins? I've ever heard Do I need Don Dawkins reminding me that I'm miserable? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is uh, what's his name? Wild Mick. What's his name? Uh, Wild Mick, Mick Brown. Brown. Is he on that too? Is he part yeah, of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did he sing it alone again? Oh, yeah. I forgot about this one. That's a good song. It is. Jeez, we're, we're making Kara's. God, I hope she's still asleep. I'd love to see in the morning light. I like to feel you when it comes to night. Yeah, that's brutal. Everybody's yeah. saying, uh, uh, Love Hurts from Nazareth. Oh, geez, that's a good one. <laughs> that's right. Okay. All right. So well, hopefully Kara's celebrating Juneteenth and sleeping in. <laughs> she doesn't have to work today. All right. She got dumped last night and hung around her driveway till 1230. So she got out to a late night. Hopefully uh, she's not awake. <laughs> on the list, uh, MODs don't feed the bears. <laughs> it's only a one-minute song, so we'd have to put two songs in there. You know what's great? No, we wouldn't, because we're late anyway. <laughs> oh, we're doing we? that one. Okay. MODs Don't Feed the Bears, a perfect song for all Bradys of I'll, Arizona. I'll <laughs> all Bradys of Arizona, do not feed the bear. But he was my friend. Don't. All right, it's a one-minute song. It's perfect. It's, yeah, it's one minute and four <laughs> seconds. Any cussing? Uh, looks like. There's a couple in there. Okay. Let's make it but big. Not, okay. I'll, I'll work it out. Yeah, we'll make it happen. 
Don't Feed the Bears by M.O.D. I've never heard this, but I think it's a perfect song for all the Bradys of Arizona. Are you listening? Put your phone down. <laughs> Acknowledge. You just made me think. Oh, my, okay. I have a oh, shot of my uh, black and white of my grandfather playing in Yellowstone. And they're up on his, uh, he's feeding them. And the paws up on the belt buckle, like on its hind legs. Your grandfather was an idiot, too. Don't say, but he got me. He got away with it. Feeding them all day. That's right. Well, then you go do it. You know what? Screw it. I'm done protecting you. Go do it. Find yourself a bear. Give him a hug. A bear hug. That's why they call him that. Don't feed the bears. You're not doing them any favors anyway. You're just making them weaker. Arizona's most powerful. Powerful. Rock radio station. It is just about that time. Kara, still no word from Kara, the depressed girl sitting in her driveway at midnight last night. But again, it's Juneteenth. She might have the day off. She just might have the day off. So let's hope that that happens. Uh, how about Hooters for lunch for Juneteenth? That doesn't sound so bad. Every Monday through Friday, 11 to 2, you get $3 off sandwiches, tacos, and specialty burgers only at Hooters. We were there last week, and it was pretty amazing to see uh, Brittany behind the bar. Delicious Hooters. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, dudes sitting outside because we got there. We were doing stuff before they opened. There are guys that sit there outside at 1040. In the, the one dude, when we pulled up, Brett, was in his car. Yeah. Like he got there before us, and we got there about 20 to 11. Guys just waiting to come in. And then Brittany behind the bar is like, hi, Dave. Hi, Roger. Hi, Ryan. She knows all of them. They're there every day. Hi, Tom Wintermeyer. <laughs> she definitely knew him. Hey, Tom. Hey, Mayor Tom. Pretty incredible. <laughs> so uh, those guys are probably getting out of bed right about now and hopping in the shower and None of them looked like successful retirees, did they? That they could waste their whole day staring at Britney? Did they? No. Probably I mean, working third shift at Circle K and everything else. Yeah. Oh, that could be. And that's what we were saying when we left. Like, they have to be third shifters that are right. done with their day. And then take that four-hour gap, get a nap, <laughs> go stare at Britney for a few hours, and then go home and go to sleep and then wake up at midnight for their next job again. It's a great day. Sounds like a nice day, but is it the life I've carved out for myself that I, did my guidance counselor ever say, well, here's what I see. You third shifting somewhere. And about eight o'clock, you get off work. You go home, you shower up, you put on some Axe body spray and your best flannel. And then you go real early to the Hooters and sit in the parking lot for an hour and sweat off all that deodorant. And then roll in there and stare at the waitress for about six hours and then go home, sleep, get up and do your third shift again. That's what I see. Timmy, you're going to be an aerospace engineer. This guy is going to be a Hooters starer. I admired it. That's not a bad life. How was your day today, honey? Real good. Yeah, real nice. Getting better by the singing there, Brittany. All of them make that noise, too. Some scotch. You, want those, you, got this, you got any scotch in you? Huh? You want some? Oh, you're, I see. <laughs> You ever uh, had a Pollock in you? Ooh, what? <laughs> I've screwed up the joke. Do you want to have sex with me or not? But it was kind of neat to watch those guys kind of zombie in. At 11.01, <laughs> the doors went click, <laughs> like eight of them. 
And Wintermeyer comes zombie in. Wintermeyer's like, how you doing? Here you go. Hi, hello, Tom. Tom Wintermeyer, you know me. Yeah, Wintermeyer's in there all the time. And he's like, please don't make fun of me on the air anymore about this. My wife gives me grief. And I'm like, why? Because you're at Hooters every day? <laughs> no. All right. It's not my problem. That's your marital strife. Don't put that on me just because every time I've been to Hooters, you've been there too. Uh, it's time now for Brady to report it. Please, Brady, report it. Good Monday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy Juneteenth and also happy National Martini Day. They go hand in hand. I like that. Uh, some Father's Day follow-up. Uh, there was a... That was what most slaves said when the paper, when the ink dried. I'm having a martini. <laughs> Damn. Free at last, free at last. Make mine dry. Not so much vermouth. <laughs> you got any blue cheese in them olives? <laughs> That's real good. The mayor of San Pablo, California. Uh, his name's Abel Pinata. Pineda, sorry. He donated part of his liver to his dad for Father's Day. That's nice. Did his dad want it? Worked out. Yeah, his dad needed needed it. it, Is he up for re-election? Yeah, that's pretty good. Hey, look, I'm voting for that guy. Right. You could have some pretty radical views, but giving some of your liver to your dad on Father's Day is... Donated his right lobe of his liver to save his dad's life. Liver's an amazing creature. That's right. You only need to donate a chunk. It grows. Yep. It'll, it regenerates. Yeah, the liver's amazing. I have a friend of mine text me yesterday. He goes, hey, but guess what? Send me a picture of himself. Fat as a house. Like the, he's huge. This guy's always been skinny. He goes, he got uh, two years of my lifestyle dicking around and drinking like a madman. Didn't really pay off. Got uh, cirrhosis. Pretty bad. So that's what happened to Doc. <laughs> Not Doc. No, Doc's fine. He's impervious to all that stuff. So, and then he said, but I cured it. Like what? Mexican stem cells. And then a picture of him today. <laughs> he looks like he's 22. He looks fantastic. <laughs> like, Rob, how did you do this? Stem cells uh, suck the blood out of a baby. Look at me now. And I'm, he's got to be down 100 pounds. He's just, he's ripped. Throwing the thumbs up. I'm like, you look like you're used to a Tony Romas, for God's sakes. I know. <laughs> doctor, doctor said I cured myself of cirrhosis. He has no answers. I don't know that's ever been done before. I'm like, congratulations. Didn't need a transplant or anything. Because, in fact, I'm having a beer right now. And I'm like, well, don't wreck the new liver, too, dummy. It's probably still fragile. What are you talking about? I just bought myself all kinds of time. Tons of time. I think he did. He looks like he went in a time machine. The guy looked amazing. There was a seafood place on Long Island called Peter's Clam Bar. (laughs) And they pardoned a very old lobster on Thursday. His name was Lenny the Lobster. They think he was around 111 years old. He'd been an attraction there for years, but they decided Whoa. to set him free. No. And he could live another 50 years in, out in the wild. It's a beautiful thing. There's hope for people in this building. Yeah, here's the before and after, my friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how about that? Look at this. The guy is 500 pounds, and now he's just an absolute male model on the, on the other oh, side of it. Good for you. Good and on you, kid. Peter's Clam Bar, um, they did it in 2016. They uh, set Larry the Lobster free. He was around 130 when they let him go. Wasn't Larry the Lobster in uh, uh, SpongeBob? SpongeBob, Yeah, yeah. he was the dude that's ripped. Yeah, Larry the Lobster kicks sand on everybody. (laughs) Well, I don't understand in SpongeBob why they go to the beach. Because Larry the Lobster was getting his tan on. Brady, they're underwater. (laughs) You can still get uh, some good sun. Where's the beach? 
everywhere. <laughs> right. So where are you going? Yeah, I'm just, special places. Wow. I think Brady special was spots today years old when he realized that SpongeBob at the beach doesn't make sense. And they were surfing and stuff. Yeah. There. There's a lot of <laughs> that's right, Brady. There's a lot of continu- continuity errors in SpongeBob. <laughs> Uh, if you need a little uh, afternoon pick-me-up instead of a cup of coffee, this neuroscientist at the University of California, here's a quick hack. Stick your head in a freezer. Terrible <laughs> idea. They always tell kids not to get in those, and now we're doing it as adults. Didn't a girl just die at Arby's doing that? Yeah, she stuck her whole body in a freezer, though. Sticking your head in a freezer offers a more immediate boost of energy, and it won't mess with your bedtime. Whereas a cup of coffee sometimes late in the afternoon could keep you up at night. Then you're a pussy. Then you're not drinking a lot of coffee. You're not if if coffee still keeps you up at night, you don't drink that much coffee. Trust me, I am impervious to caffeine. I drink so much of it. I don't like that I do it. Those hero packs killed it for mornings. Like I don't kill caffeine like I used to. Like need it. Yeah. But I still have a lot of caffeine in my system just because I enjoy the taste of diet soda. Oh, and I used to do overnights. It was the same way. And you don't even feel it yeah. anymore. Yeah. You drink half a pot of coffee and go to bed. Right to bed. Exactly. So if you're still affected by caffeine to where it keeps you up, you have nothing to worry about. You're not drinking enough. You're just fine. And putting your head in the freezer is a terrible idea. <laughs> in Charleston, West Virginia, the Kanawha County deputies responded to a call to a hunting cabin right over there on Crouch Hollow Road. A lot of color. Uh, when they arrived to the cabin, there was four people, four individuals lying on the ground with their hands bound behind their backs. And their pickup truck out front in the driveway, the tires were flattened inside. They were caught robbing the cabin. And their surveillance camera catches a, catches a masked man, gets all four of them, ties them up. Where were they? Just out in the road? They were robbing this cabin. Oh, the four of them were? Yeah. Oh, okay. And this cool. ma- guy in a face mask came over there, tackled him, took him down, West tied him v- up. West Virginia Batman? Left. Oh, yeah. it's West Virginia Batman. <laughs> oh, that's great. He's a superhero. Yeah. He bound all of them, threw them in the road, called the police. In case said, they Go got untied, they couldn't leave. All, all four wheels deflated yeah, in the pickup. Flattened them. Nice. Here's my guess, though. He's in on it. He's in on it. Yeah. And he set these kids up. We got another one that, uh, another robbery that happened, but this was in uh, Oklahoma. Did did they have any loot on them? I didn't say. No. Maybe nothing missing. Yeah. Maybe he might have noticed, oh, crap, cameras, threw the cap on, went superhero the whole situation like he's some sort of vigilante instead of being the ringleader that hired these people to do it. And off he goes. The deputies determined it was not the uh, cabin owner. The suspects tell police the man who subdued them made a citizen's arrest. They didn't know who it was because they're West Virginia dumb. <laughs> they know this guy. He's the one who, who talked him into doing it in the first place. And he was going to be the one that split the loot. But then when he realized, oh, crap, cameras everywhere, these idiots will spill. Three dudes, one girl. They're going to jail. And this that, dude's, guy named, that dude's free and easy to do another job. That's brilliant. This happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at a convenience store. This guy, uh, Isaiah Jones, 
he used to work at the uh, convenience store. Because on Monday, he texted a friend named Aaliyah Locke and asked her to rob the place so he could go home early. He didn't actually ask her to do it. He told her to find someone to rob the place. So she did. She recruited another friend named Stephen Jones, who showed up with a note, give me all your money or I will shoot. He left with a bunch of cash, but the cops tracked him down, arrested him three days later. Then he ratted out the other two. <laughs> a lot of rats out there, Brett. I know. It's unbelievable. The rest is in Oklahoma. <laughs> We got another, uh, we got a lady in Florida that was out front of a Dollar General, just wearing nothing but a towel. And uh, there were some complaints that she's walking around with this towel and kind of being a little loose with the towel. When the police arrived, they noticed a couple of teens there taking pictures of her as she opened up the towel. All right. Let them take full shots. She was performing for them a little bit. 36 year old. Oh, God. Call the police. Uh oh. 36, walking she around just a towel. She had a towel wrapped around her in a can of Four loco. Yeah, she's of not Of course good. she did. That's when you call the cops. If she was hot, the cops would have been involved. Robinson. She wouldn't be carrying Four loco. Actually, just a headshot here. Yeah. Doesn't look terrible. It's from the nose up. Yeah, the, the printing. Uh, yeah, match it up. up. Match it up. <laughs> Got a full bod shot? <laughs> no, Freddie made a mess of this print. What is that? What and, is that? Uh, I don't know what he was doing. It's the way it prints. No, it's the way you print. <laughs> You can size it, you dummy. When you hit print, <laughs> I ain't got time for that. But just one <laughs> click. Don't be so willy nilly with whatever. Why is it double sided? Because you're doing that. The newsroom was busy today. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> Must have been something cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, any 36 year old in a towel that's uh, flashing you. If the cops are involved, I can tell you what you look like without the towel on. The second someone says, call the police. It's because you're ugly. And if you're drinking four locos at right. 36, then you know <laughs> something Man. is wrong. Yeah. When, no. they, when they ask her, why weren't you wearing any clothes? She says, I was too lazy to put clothes on. No. The only time a hot girl walking around with a towel getting naked for people publicly gets the cops called on her is when the fat lady inside the QT has had it. Yep. It's not going to be any guys. If a guy calls the cops on you because you're naked, it's because you're hideous. This is pretty cool. The the Dollar General store donated a white T-shirt and basketball shorts <laughs> to Robinson to $2. wear. $2. That's a huge cut into their day. She got booked into the Lake County Jail, being held on a $4,000 bond. Yep. Hit a treadmill and get naked. And just seriously, like if Veronica Bialik lost her mind one day up here at the QT, walked up in a towel, started to just flash people. How fast until all of us know about it? The National Guard's over there. Everybody's there before the police. Like, there's a crowd of thousands. The reason the police would come... TikTok alone. The reason the police would come is to disperse the crowd, not because of her. They're not going to stop her. Toledo, put a best of on. We're out of here. (laughs) We're leaving. I just heard Veronica Alex lost her mind walking around the QT in a towel. Don't. Uh, Oh, that's her? Yeah. Yeah, call the police. Yeah. In a heartbeat. She looks rough. (laughs) She's drinking four locos. Yeah, she's got four locos on the brain. (laughs) Let me take a couple of pictures before. <laughs> you guys want to see real live beaver hunt right here? Before start? All right. <laughs> you don't suppose that those uh, sounds you are hearing in the distance coming from me, do you? It's 
Oh, I better put my towel back on. You kids snap a couple quick beef shots and I get this towel back together. It's a little different version of Stand By Me in that one. You guys want to see a naked woman? Yeah. You want to see somebody naked standing in the parking lot? Yeah. All right, here you go. No. Oh, my God. Call oh, the police. <laughs> it looks like she's she's giving birth to someone with an afro. <laughs> it's like Gary Coleman's coming out of there. You don't think she's well-kempt? <laughs> Bet no on that one, but <laughs> no, I don't. I think she's Sean Kemp. <laughs> she's got Gumby's hair she down there. The fade. <laughs> this is a little follow-up. I don't, if you remember this story, this guy owned a um, auto repair shop in um, Fayetteville, Georgia, and he fired an employee and paid the guy's final check. The guy basically left the company, gave the final check, in 91,500 oil-covered pennies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, the guy did that. Well, the person um, contacted the Department of Labor. They looked into this guy's business, and they found a one violation. You can't pay your final check in oil-covered yes. pennies. Sure. And they started looking into uh, his hourly paying. On this some was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? It was in 2021, January yeah, okay. 2021. Uh, he wasn't paying overtime properly. You know, they started looking. Now he has to pay nine former employees $39,000 oh, each. Oh. Do you still have the pennies? Just because of his. I don't know what happened with the uh, pennies. His I jerk think. move to get one employee back turned into this. Yep. Oh. It's better to just cut the check and let him go. Oh, man. And the diligence on the kid who got the penny thing to follow through on this and then have the, the – I don't know who looks into that. The IRS, the feds? There's another guy getting busted. Um, he's known as the lottery lawyer out of New York. He had three clients. He um, got his reputation for helping people that win the Powerball. Manage their money. Oh. He basically uh, scammed a hundred million. Nice. Three clients. One was won the two point five billion dollar. Ah, they're fine. <laughs> they were going to lose a hundred. The other million. one was a two hundred fifty million dollar. I guarantee you this. Winner. You win two point five billion dollars. You're going to hiccup a hundred million to somebody before you realize. Oh, I can't do that again. You're going to have a couple of goose. Go, yeah, when you get handed $2.5 in a day, you're going to make a mistake with it and go, all right, lesson learned. That's a $100 million mistake, which seems outrageous to all of us. Yeah. But to the $2.5 million guy, he's like, all right, two point, Sorry, 1.5 billion. billion. Yeah, billion. Yeah, it 1. doesn't matter. All right, billion. so what? $100 million of The that other one was $245 million, and uh, the third was $150 million power yeah. Powerball. Uh, the the lawyer, Jason Curland, is going to get 13 years in yeah. prison. He has to pay back uh, $64 million. Yeah. That's my advice to anybody who wins a substantial sum of money. You seek out who you want. Don't take calls. Right. Any email or any person that comes to you and says, I can help, is a vulture. It's up to you to go find the people you want, not the other way around. If they found you, you're a mark. That's true of anything. Divorces. I was shocked when I when you file for divorce. How much mail comes yeah. to your house going? You want to f her up, or uh, what do you want to do here? Like I got a couple of guys who 
when they found out that there's money in a house and some stuff that's going to go, it was let's get her. And and, and it's, then you start to realize she's getting the same mail. If she gets a hair up her ass, mm-hmm. I better be prepared. So I better get this bulldog on the job. And that's, I think, how most of those things start. We went through arbitration. Our divorce was just us agreeing to do this, this, and this. No Save lawyers, right? Well, it wasn't even about that. It was like saving fights. We were, let's not make this a big fighty mess. We, we're both grown up. We can get out of this. And we did a good job. But, man, that mail that kept coming to the house was, I don't know if they still do that or if they're allowed to. Oh, they are. It was predatory. Matter of public record. Yeah. As soon as everything Once you file. Filed, yeah. Oof. It was crazy. And I had half a mind to do it. You, in that in that state, you yeah, definitely you are Because well, you'll have it. days where everything's yep. fine. And, and then, then that one day, day where you're like, God damn it, f*** you. I should crush you. i got to buy my own house back for myself. Well, this isn't fair. And next thing you know, you got some lawyer telling you, hey, for this much percent, we can do uh, yeah, it. Always, always seek out. The person you want, don't let them find you. For sure. Best advice with money ever. That and Marshawn Lynch's great philosophy. If you, can't, mentals. if you can't afford to buy it twice, you can't afford it. Take care of your chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Mind y'all mentals. Mind your mentals and take care of your chicken. Some of the best financial advice I've ever heard in my life. But that when he said that, if you can't afford to buy it twice, you can't afford it. That's and people hate hearing that. Mm-hmm. But man, is that true? Here's a dude that's in the running for a national S bag of the year. Uh oh. This happened in Wichita, Kansas, at the uh, St. Francis Hospital. Worse than Fridays, a uh, guy who raped his dog in the woods on a nature trail. Yeah, I'll let you uh, the make the call. All right, Oof. you make the call. <laughs> All right, this is brought to you by is it Alcoa IBM. or IBM? <laughs> I think it's both. Alcoa was fantastic finish. <laughs> yeah. 28-year-old Miguel Rodea, he snuck into the St. Francis Hospital and raped three incapacitated women. He's the Nathan Sutherland on steroids. Did he get any of them pregnant? Don't tell Nathan. He'll go hold my beer. (laughs) Right. Well, Nathan had a relationship. He's a committed sort. Got into a fight with some security guards on his way out trying to get out of there. There were people in there? Well, he snuck into the hospital, and then uh, one of them saw... Him in action, but he got to three women in the wing that he was in. All right. I don't want to be insensitive to this, but I'm about to be. Afterwards, when they realized what had happened. Oh, no. They're like, hey, hold on a second. This one's got some sort of creamy ranch all over her. <laughs> so does this one. And then they had to go and check everyone. Now, nope, this one's good. This one's clean. All good. <laughs> they had to go and look at all of them, all the incapacitateds. The police spokesperson. Right, we only got three, sir. Out of, out of how many? Ten possible victims, but it looks as though all the rest of their rectums are in shape, sir. These three look like Hidden Valley Ranch had an accident. <laughs> have you inspected the second floor? No, we haven't been downstairs yet. We may have had an accomplice. Get down there. Clean. This one's good. They had to go look at all the all the honey holes and that's horrible that we the live in a society like this. Person declined to divulge other details related to the victims' ages and their medical oh. conditions in order to protect their privacy. Oh, he's—I don't know. That is, dude raping his own collie in the woods. Yeah. 
Penn, ten years. Penn State professor. Yeah. We, do we know for ten years? Yeah, they're, they're, they film. Uh, they have ten video, years of film on them. They have they video didn't... surveillance, and they've seen this guy just going for a hike. Oh, but we don't know that there was rape until Friday. They know a minimum of four that. years because it was going in the collie, and then they finally got the other camera, and they're like, "Oh, the guy's doing oh, the same right. thing." Or blown off steam, according to Professor IBM presents. You make the call. Penn State professor with the dog, or criminal breaking into convalescence home, or whatever that is. Got to go number hospital. two, Bob. Got to go with number two. I think it's the hospital. Yeah. They both have bad intent because they oh, both it's, look. Land we're not finding a silver lining. It's hammer time for both. Oh, definitely, everybody gets punished. But if you're God, you're like, who's worser? I gotta go with the guy in the dock. If you're God, you gotta stop drinking truly seltzer on the weekends or something because your plan is going <laughs> Your plan awry. sucks. Your plan flat sucks. All part of God's plan. What about those ladies who were laying there? What, what in the world kind of plan is this? Their plan. What kind of his horror writing is no good for them. Here's the deal. We're gonna let you live sixty, <laughs> maybe sixty-five years. Right around sixty-one, sixty-two, yep. you're gonna you're not gonna have out. a little bit. You're gonna be a problem. Time. We're Inca- going to put you in a home. Now, are they incapacitated and unconscious, or were they aware of what was going on? Incapacitated. Completely so someone, gone. But they're just powerless, basically. Well, that's what I mean. Are yeah. they awake and alive, watching this go down and it not able like to move? It sounds like potentially some could be, but they just couldn't okay. move. Nathan Sutherland has emailed it and said, I can't believe what I'm reading. How dare you, Toledo? No comparison. This man came in and raped women. He didn't care about them or their well-being. This was about power, not love. How dare you compare me to that beautiful relationship with my girl, Christian Reverend Nathan Sutherland. Uh, all right, if they were awake, if the old people were awake and knew, if they were conscious not saying of, old either. That's true. Oh, Brady. If the people underneath them. Oh, I mean, for the, God's sake. The spokesman you know, said, be old. Because I'm thinking the poor dog. But again, a dog just doesn't know any different. Like, you might think this like, was nice. Just like a Kill Bill situation? It is. Yeah, Yeah, he's definitely got the uh, wagon. Oh. (laughs) God, I went off this planet sometimes. I think, I don't know if you mentioned this, but I remember you're talking about the guy that has the world's largest kidney stone. Oh, yeah, the guy, it was like a pound and a half, right? It was a four inch by five inch. It was actually bigger than his kidney. And the record holders have all been um, Indian dudes. And this guy is Indian as well. Shwarma. Uh, Kanasis Kungi is his name. And he's got the largest kidney stone ever recorded. What was it, like a pound and a half? I remember seeing a picture of it on Friday afternoon. Did you ever weigh yours, Brady? Looked like a grapefruit. It was nowhere. Oh, I know that, but I mean. No, they didn't weigh it. They just said it was like 11 pounds. And a half pounds. It was a large Korean baby. Centimeter. <laughs> That's a huge, 11 pounds. Huge. It was That's a, bigger than you. Had to name it. <laughs> yeah, state law. Yeah, made. that guy's. it, it weighed uh, almost two pounds, 1.76. Yeah. Yeah, the picture of him holding it is, it, it's like a, it's like somewhere between a lemon and a grapefruit. It's gigantic. Yeah. And it was living inside his kidney? It was as big as his kidney. But where was it? They show the x-ray and it's. Up in in a tube, you know, it's somewhere. gotta be in. Ugh. Hagush. I can't imagine the pain. 
If this guy said, Travis makes a good point, says, hold on a second. He was able to begin and finish three separate rapes before anyone realized something was amiss? It's a pretty good point. Somebody's asleep at the wheel there if you can get off three rapes. and Some of these, um, I mean, know, I I'm not saying all of them, but uh, some of these hospitals, you know, late night are very understaffed. They can't sure, understaffed. but three rapes. I mean, there's a 15-minute break between two and three. But you... You're going in a, a There room. is. Toledo, come on. Oh, he still yeah, he outside being. vape first yeah, yeah, and then yeah. come back in. Maybe have, you know, get yourself a shot of, I don't know, something. You got to get a little energy back in there. <laughs> got to get my sea legs back. <laughs> Man, I feel dizzy, but I got one left. <laughs> he needs to be, we do need to have the town square back. Yes. The elimination. There's the elimination the, chamber. Yeah. yeah I agree. Just eviscerate him in public. And one of those David Blaine magic glass boxes that hangs over Times Square that just spins him until he's dead. By the way, Nathan might have uh, been texting in again. Says, Dudes, the guy raw dog and his collie is way worse. The other people are human beings just sleeping. <laughs> what? None of this is good. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's wow. get to some radio videos. Oh, Key Custer, who's the darkest person in the world, says, what if you're in a coma for a year and nothing gets you out and your family's about to pull the plug no. and a stranger rapes you no. and you come out of the coma and we discover that's what it takes? No. <laughs> our, our listeners might be grosser than the people we're talking about. <laughs> what if a good old-fashioned meat and potatoes attack is what brings people out of coma? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me off this crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, no kidding. The darkness. All right, go ahead, Brady. First video is a guy on a scooter. He's uh, parked at the corner, and this truck goes by. And I don't know if it's a tire that blows out on the truck. Okay. Oh, geez. He's, he's up on the sidewalk, and then a big old truck. Makes the turn. He's going like one mile an hour. Blows and oh! basically takes him out. Just ex- yeah, it's a tire. loaded yeah. a guy. A tire so the, just blew up and killed a guy in a moped? That's why they have those cages at a tire stores. A foreign object fluid. Because <laughs> those things will explode all the time. All the time? Ask a tire guy. Yeah. the first I've ever seen it. Maybe the stem, They're like industrial tires. In the got head. Like, I think they got, have like a ring around them that you have to set in place. That's that why is they a have, huge explosion coming off of that tire. Haven't you seen that cage at the tire store? It's like, it's like round like this. And the tire fits in the middle of it, and it's to protect the worker because in case it explodes, it keeps it inside. Where are you? Where's this? Uh, like tire been, stores, like discount tire. Yeah, yeah. all of them. Then never seen the cage of death. Tire like, yeah, it's that. like this. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it, so it does. Like that doesn't do anything. It explodes. Yeah. Well, it keeps the tire like a inside rack. the cage instead of blowing out and with big tires they do that with no big kidding. tires because yeah. it'll just tires. trucks yeah. and tractors Blows? and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. giant yeah, we need tires. to rethink yeah. this entire deal <laughs> <laughs> the dude in the moped got out of the way he was being nice right. he was up on the sidewalk he got up on the sidewalk look i let this truck go bam and i got a raw deal it expired <laughs> well <laughs> i guess that's, <laughs> yeah. i mean <laughs> you know if you want to brass tax it right, right. man the guy got a raw deal what are you gonna do clean him up keep moving Next one's a little tactical black technique. Wow. This guy squares off. One of them's 11 feet tall. Looks like he's from Avatar. And then yeah. a little tiny Italian guy's going to fight him. First punch from the Avatar doesn't land on the right. Body, the kid goes body. The Italian goes body on the giant. Bro, he trains every single day. Oh, he's got him. Every he's going to. Every single day. I'm going to let him go, okay? 
Hey, give up. Down. Give he's choking up. him out. Yep. He's choking him out. He's beautiful. Drop the lighter. There he's out. Nice. He choked out the avatar. He's out. He's out. Perfect. Not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight. Trains every day, bro. Yep. That's a nice. That was a nice takedown too. Was. Well done. And that guy, they just left him for dead. <laughs> this is what DeAndre Ayton does in his spare time. Picks fights with people that are smaller than him and then loses, just like on the basketball court. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Once you got him in that hook right there, you're done. It's not even great technique. He's just got him in a nice lock. Well played. He's got a little bit of hockey technique. Yeah. Just go low. Sleep. Always oh, bending his head up, though. That's a nice, nice choke. Next one is... Amazing! I don't know how this kid survives. Well, at least it survives on the end of the video. Runs out in the traffic. The little two-year-old's running in the middle of the road. Two motorcycles are right past it. There comes mom. Mom's bad, picking the mom. baby up out of the road. Just brushes her off. Too. She's she okay. Her, gives her a spank. Yeah. She's okay. And then here's dad. The whole family's there. I told you it wouldn't work. Get out of the road. <laughs> Get out of the road! Yeah, the whole family didn't learn a lesson from the first one standing in the street. Wow! I mean, she's like, oh, oh, and and it's a good thing. Good thing the motorcycle got her because that that truck semi was going to finish her. Oh my sweet Jesus! All right, well, was it like an ice cream truck across the street? Man, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds planned. Yeah, I have no idea. That kid just goes into traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. All right, is that it for you? I got a little breaking news. Follow up on the bear encounter. Yeah, and it's from Brittany. <laughs> Brittany's chimed in again with. <laughs> it was a neighbor who shot the bear. My uncle's gun jammed. I guess. Oh God! My cousin jumped in the car, driving towards it and honking, trying to scare the bear. All right, so it was a direct uncle and yeah. blonde Brittany. And blonde Brittany, thanks for listening. Good first follow of all. up. Second, sorry, no one at the party paid attention to your amazing claim. I would have. Had I been at the Blonde Britney party yesterday, you said, My family is involved in that uh, bear attack in Prescott. Uh, Unlike Brady and the rest of his uninteresting brood, I'd have had a couple of questions for you at that point. Not to have to wait for you to text in and find out what's going on. Now, Brady, the proper question is, what was going on before the bear attack? Because supposedly these people were watching him. Are you going back to the phone to ask that? Were you going to put your phone down? No, I'm sure I'll get it from Brittany. You're not sure you'll get You're it from Brittany. Sure. You don't know. She wasn't going to give you any information if it wasn't for us. What's your question again? <laughs> Was there anything going on before? Remember that, I've got uh, an answer. Remember that news story where that old guy had been relegated from the desk back out into the thing? And the guy, and the guy says to him, uh, will you ask her this? And he goes, well, why don't you ask her? And he goes, well, I thought you could do your job as a journalist. I didn't know I had to do it for you. That's what we're dealing with here. What do you want to ask? I'm done with all the questions. Oh, God. Jeez. Get off my ass. <laughs> she told you. <laughs> I want to know what was going on before the I bear I want a direct attack. number. Because on the, the news, uncle. they were saying, no, Brittany's fine. Give Brittany some credit. Don't don't dismiss Brittany just because of her looks and her hair and such. She had to check it out herself this morning. Right. That's what you do. That's what that's questions make you have a thirst for answers. You had none. How oh, do you like that Ricky Fowler? My uncle was involved in a bear murder on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked you about Ricky Fowler. What the hell are you talking about? 
Brittany, uh, give Brittany my number. Unless I'll ask the prophet. We'll get this right down the road, and I'll have answers. Either that or I'll, I'll prove Brittany a liar. One way or the other, this is going down a road. You do have zero inquisitive spirit when it comes to this. By the way, it's even. Dog raper versus rapist. On my emails. Even? That's six to six right. right now. People think that. Somebody says, uh, I continue to tell you, John, don't blame God for bad choices. Again, what choice did the incapacitated have? Yep. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Brett, what do you got? All right. First one is... Uh, Another hammer? No. Oh, oh man, no. that was brutal. Not that Friday they're not as bad as that one. Rough. Just watch yourself around construction sites. Got a crane hanging over a... Nice very Lexus. Heavily populated... No, 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 no. Oh, God! Oh my God! Oh, that, did that it, impale it, him? It brushed him. Ooh, it got his, definitely got his. Him. It, it got his collarbone, but it, it missed his head. Part of the barely. crane breaks off. Oh, he's dead. Oh, no, oh, there's yeah. nothing about that guy that's still alive. Man. It broke his neck. I don't know what that thing is that falls like on. A, is it a street light or? It looks like it's part of. Look how tall it is, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It's part of the crane. The crane's moving this giant, and it just drops it, and then and there's a dead ace. Wow. My sweet Jesus. I don't know what that thing was, but they were trying to move it around. He should have closed the area. Highway, street light. Yeah. I don't like driving down the 51 right now because somewhere around Camelback, they're building apartments and there's a crane hanging over the top of the 51. Oh, jeez. And and it doesn't do anything, but at night it's parked with the the business (laughs) end of the crane hanging over. They don't lock up the toolbox like they do on some (laughs) cranes where they. It's just dangling over like money hanging on. I'm like, I'm going to stand here. It's. Uh, horrifying. All right. Uh, what's All right here's a commercial for Ash and Ride Shop. Little Asian kid on a bicycle riding around what looks like a mall down the escalator. He goes, mm, down some more. Oh, he's oh. down the stairs. Oh, he didn't make it. Oh, he's he a flew. dead little Asian boy. He flew. <laughs> it's the only way you learn. He's the Josh of soul. <laughs> yeah, the first he makes the fall, oh. he takes off at the bottom of the escalator, and that's the end of him. That is the only way you learn. You'll get better after a couple crashes. All right, and the next video, Brett. Speaking of crashes, we're speeding on motorcycles. Oh, oh, that's a CGI one. Oh, that is fake. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank okay. God. Okay. This is from a video game. Oh, oh no kidding. Yeah, okay. Gosh. It's so real. Thank you God. Got us with that one before. Because that almost made me poop. I don't fall for those. Yeah. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> Newsman. And here's <laughs> one for Brady. Don't do it. Here's Thailand Brady approaching a wild elephant. Oh, what a beautiful language. What are they saying, Toledo? It's like they're singing. Here he comes. Oh, it's bowing up. Ears are back. Here comes that elephant. Oh, it stomps him. Yeah. And it's backing up. Do it again. Oh. In any language, that says my uncle just got trampled yeah, by an elephant. My dad. <laughs> Whoever. Nobody and we'll end with another another oh, animal video. All right. That was pretty pretty You're brutal. Really driving home the point to Brady. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Bears, a, tigers. A tiger, tiger oh, yeah. But to eat it. When Brady's seen this. this. Watch this, this one. This one where he grabs him by the head? He's A tiger's yeah. eating a guy in a zoo cage. Oh, people just film. Yep. And always yeah, dragging him up, him drags off. him up the hill in the beautiful enclosure. I think this may be in San Diego. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Uh, you got your money's worth that day. And now he's going way over here by these trees. And uh, too bad Brittany's uncle's not nearby to shoot the tiger. <laughs> man. man, oh, man. All right, yeah, just stay out of the enclosures. Don't feed the tigers either. Stay away from the elephants, too. You text Brittany 
and you say, what did they see before the bear attack? Because the news said witnesses saw the man enjoying a coffee, sitting minding his own business. That they were means, watching the CONCACAF uh, finals. I don't know what USA beat. I don't, uh, I don't know what that is. So Canada and the so stop it. soccer. He's looking at the tiles again. So how did they know this guy was just enjoying coffee? The witnesses had to tell us the tale because one guy that was really important to the story can't talk. So Brittany's I, uncle and cousin are the ones who saw him sitting there, so they were watching him. Yeah, and they uh, you're making say, this part up. No, I I remember saying he was drinking coffee, right? Because yeah. that was on the but news. You want to know what he was doing before that, right? Because witnesses say he was minding his own business, drinking coffee. You now have access to the witnesses. Cafe Vienna. No, Brady. God damn it! Listen, you have access to the witnesses. Yeah, I'm gonna find out. Griselda would have had this handled. (laughs) Just give me a couple of minutes. I'm Griselda. So stupid, KTAR news. (laughs) Did you ask any follow up questions? Well, asked if I had anything to eat. I was a little bit peckish. This is a long drive to Prescott. Unless this guy got left over by his hibachi. He don't need it anymore. Carl Budding, what a rip. Yeah, you ask questions about, well, they said to the news, here's what was going on before the bear attack. So they clearly had eyes on the guy. They didn't see the bear either. They didn't warn him. Something ain't kosher up there. The story doesn't make much sense, and we've got an end. It's like 10 bucks the bear gets the guy. How dare you call yourself a newsman? (laughs) I've never called myself a newsman. Your newsman Brady. Yeah you, did, yeah, you did this morning. Twice, I think. You are a newsman, like it or not. I didn't say you're good at it. You're one of them. Anyway, there you go. Juneteenth is flying by. Uh, all right. Uh, well, there you go. That's your Brady report. More news coming yeah, up. More incomplete stories later. <laughs> uh, there you go. There's your Brady report. It's 98 KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. And uh, Night of the Singing Bald People might happen for my birthday. A little birthday party. Maybe still. We put the list together. We're just trying to get times and dates going somewhere at the end of July where we go out and sing uh, all songs by bald people. Right, said Fred, Onyx, Smashing Pumpkins Live. Just an excuse to go out, drink, get loud, be silly, have a good time uh, for... Uh, 51, the big birthday, but we're still, it's still not official yet, but we're talking to Matt down there at the, at the club downtown or the one up in, uh, North Phoenix. We'll see. Night of the singing bald. You got to come up with a better name for it. Though. Bald in Phoenix. Hmm. Sinead O'Connor's on the list. Got a few good ones. Dead bald jam. Got Tupac on there. <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> Might have to add some Tupac. Got to do Tupac. <laughs> We've got Onyx. I mean, don't double up on that. Onyx is more fun than anything Tupac put together. Although California, California Love, come pretty on. Solid. All right, damn it. You could do that Tupac. Yeah, I could do the Tupacs. Isaac Hayes, got him on there? Isaac Hayes is on okay. there. Yeah, Shaft's on the list. Yeah, if you come up with anything good, let me know. All right. We've got a nice list together, but this is pretty solid. And just for fun, Brett Michaels. Because we all know. Well, Deep yeah, down, we all know. You're not hiding anything, Brett. But yeah, so it's a fun list. And if we can get it together, we'll do it. If we can't, oh well. But it's uh, listening to Smashing Pumpkins thinking we're going to knock this one silly. Fingers crossed. Uh, all things work out for timing. Uh, also, uh, we just talked to Brady's uh, blonde friend, Brittany, who everyone just ignored. And she said on the phone call, she didn't want to go on the air because she's nursing a baby right now. And I don't really put anybody through that. 
Uh, but she said, uh, thanks for ignoring me yesterday when I tried to tell my story. Yeah, whatever. But blonde Britneys are a marginalized, underrepresented group. Blonde Britneys get no credit for their storytelling. And the reason why is because 99% of the time it's a terribly stupid story with no ending. <laughs> but this, the one that Brady got yesterday from the Blonde Britney he was around, was interesting. And uh, so we got the most of the story. Again, a lot of it is seemingly still kind of crappy information that the news is putting out about the guy who was attacked by the bear. Brady is friends with Blonde Brittany, whose uncle was the one who first tried to shoot the bear eating the guy in Prescott, but his gun jammed. So he ran off and got another guy, not another gun, but another guy, another neighbor out, was a neighbor to, to, shoot the, to shoot the bear. And they were honking horns and things like that, trying to see what was, was going on. Was it his wife? Was her cousin's wife that then drove, got in the car and Don't drove know. down there and honked a horn? That's the question the you need drank. to ask. Here's the thing uh, we got from Brittany, though. This, to me, seems like it took 20 minutes. You go get your gun. You aim it. It's jammed. Ah! Still time. Go get a neighbor. Go get your gun, Bob. Bob comes out with his gun. Meanwhile, the wife was in the car. She's driving around, honking away. And they finally uh, shoot the bear, but by then it was way too late. Uh, the other part is she, she said that this guy's been coming out there. He's trying to build on the end of the property, and he's been popping up there, hanging around for five days of the week, and they've been warning him about a bear nearby, right? The other day they saw right. a bear. They saw, yeah. There's a bear nearby. They might want to keep your eyes open. Uh which leads to my theory that this dude was messy, leaving his trash out, maybe feeding the bear, trying to be friendly with it, at one with nature for the first time, didn't really understand what he was doing. There's more to the story about the bear eating the guy in Prescott than just bear goes crazy and eats guy. Brittany has some of the answers. But it's time we all, for at least a few days, let blonde, blonde Brittany fire off a story and not dismiss it immediately. I've been guilty of it before. I see a blonde girl named Brittany come up to me and go, guess what I know. I immediately don't care. I'm still guilty of it. <laughs> oh, I'm, it's going to yeah. be a tough, it's, yeah. it's a tough hurdle, Brett. But the, uh, blonde Brittany's don't tell good stories. No. Ever. A bulk of the details lie with blonde Brittany's mom. And is she a hot blonde? Blonde is she mom. Brit what's her, blonde Brittany mom? What's her yeah. name? I don't know. Uh-oh. Got a question there, too. My, you've, already my made lady. An, you've already made an assessment of Britney's mom being uh, inaccurate as a witness, and you don't even know her name. Forget. You might be a blonde Britney with your details. Better multiple times, too. You have? Yeah. <laughs> Blanking right off the bat. No. <laughs> we got to stop bashing on blonde Britney's and start going after bald Brady's because this is ridiculous. Your attention to detail is zero. I don't know how you got through that day yesterday. Guys, do you hear the story about the guy who got eaten by the bear? Yeah. My uncle and his friend are the one who shot him. So what? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> don't you have a baby to nurse? <laughs> it's I'm responsible it. for that baby, too. No, you're not, Brady. Don't yeah. rephrase that. I was babysitting their other child. Yeah. Um, so they could go out. This happened um, last summer. I don't think you know how babies are made. They had a little break. They were able to go back to the yeah. their place. They're still not responsible for it. I was on the beach. They left for a quick break. He's convinced that that was the conception. Okay, but that doesn't mean that you had anything to do responsible with it. No, for you're it. not. All right. Well, then pay for it. I was a wingman. Be careful saying that.
Oh, no, no. That's a very yeah, not dumb white guy well, thing to way. say. You better start going shaggy real quick and say, it wouldn't me, because someday that tape's going to get played. I'm responsible for your infant, said the dumbest white guy in the room. <laughs> Here's you, some oiled pennies. You watched a guy. Oh, we watched a guy's kid while he cream yeah, pied some asleep. chick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And you're not responsible for anything. You're a good wingman. You have zero responsibility in this endeavor. The cream pie did the job. Little Debbie has more to do with it than you. And that's how horny that guy was. He trusted you with a child. <laughs> you lose your own kid every once in a while. She's out on the road somewhere. Little Asian girl got hit by a motorcycle. My bad. She's a little, just She's a little accident. Uh, it's already nine o'clock. We got ourselves a, a what would Brady do coming up in just moments, and we know it wouldn't be follow up with questions. That's for absolutely sure. not. However, every uh, time got some, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. We got some, we got some doozies. Today. Brady's a Tino. <laughs> <laughs> we got some doozies. If you've got anything you want to uh, fire off or a question for Brady ever with what would Brady do, you can always throw them to Holmberg at ninety eight kupd dot com. They they show up somehow on Toledo's page. They come up on Facebook yeah. sometimes and whatever you want to do. But if you want to, uh, we're always looking for new submissions. I've got a, a couple of gems and a weird one today. Uh, we'll get to what we're ready to do coming up next. Thanks, Blonde Brittany. I was listening. Once again, never in there. find Byron and say happy birthday, brother. Holmberg says I get a discount on something, and he'll spin the wheel of discounts and give you Byron's birthday special. He's just a good person that way. Uh, they got everything you've ever wanted in your life, and I highly recommend you go into M&P Guns and check out all they've got right there at 12th Street and Indian School. Mo Money Pawn brings you this What Would Brady Do? Brady, are you ready? Ready! Here we go. Uh, oh, here. this You'll like this one. Speaking of boobs, dear Brady, my husband just had a chat with me Saturday. And says he thinks it's inappropriate now for me to go brawless, which I used to do all the time, and he never said a word. Well, this led to a huge fight. He's on the couch, haven't spoken since Saturday night. Big to do about this. Uh, he told me it's an age thing. Now that I'm 40, this needs to end. <laughs> I need to stop. Does this mean he doesn't find me attractive anymore? What age is it appropriate to stop uh, doing that? I think he's a huge jerk. I'll let you decide. We both love the show, Candace. Um, <laughs> what are the reasons why you like to go brawless? Because she thinks Is it's sexy. Convert- okay. Yeah. So she wants to attention. Attention. She wants other people to think it's comfort. Sexy. Comfort, maybe. I don't know if it's other people, but it's comfort. It's what she's always done. If maybe it's, it's comfort, and if it's very uncomfortable, but why always other out- people? Now, is there a factor of you know? Did the age kick in? Are they not like they were yeah. years ago? You got fake cans or what? I mean, that's what <laughs> right. we're asking. Basically, and, what your husband's saying the, is the reboot. They don't look good anymore no. like that. That's it. He's basically saying this isn't. The, it used, it I, sounds like I it. used to like it. I don't like it anymore. But you'd think you'd least. Well, he needs to be honest with her. He was. I don't think he said that though. You got to stop walking around with a bra off. I think she's hearing what she wants. It's pretty honest to say, hey, this whole thing. I mean, what would you say if Ronnie's like, look, enough with the shirts that are, you got to start wearing looser shirts. He used to like when I wore tight shirts. Enough with the loose shirts. It pretty much says it. You don't look good like that anymore. You always want us to be honest with it. Do these jeans make us look fat? Does this shirt make me look funny? And when we do it, you get mad. Nat Geo's not looking for any more models. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) 
Does he sometimes put a pot on your head and make you walk across the backyard? You take those big sloppy water sacks and you walk across this house. Now, even if it was the other way around, like uh, she just got them re-enhanced, right? augmented, and they're fabulous, do you still want her to walk around now with the... Uh... I'm confident in not caring about that stuff. Like, if you want to walk around like that and it's, uh, and it's for me and everybody else gets a peek, so what? That doesn't bother me. Like, it's a, it's a bathing suit. We, we as men get so weird about that. Like, oh, you're going to walk around with your boobs out, huh? Well, they're not out. And she's just, she looks sexy, and you should appreciate it. Because if she's in a bathing suit, you don't go, look at all the skin you're showing. It's like, <laughs> you're, you're, then you're a lunatic. Yeah. We like the way they look. And if they dress up, we always assume it's for someone else. Right. But if she's going out and she only wears a bathing suit. Yeah. That gets a little, well, that's, okay, uh, that's, right, you're not getting enough attention. That's awkward. Yeah. I mean, people don't leave that's the house saying, in just a bathing suit. That's what I'm saying. When the t-shirt right. time, there might be, you know, appropriate times to do it, but. Sometimes, you know, she doesn't wear a bra. We appreciate it. Yeah. Only if they look good. Nobody likes a braless broad with cans that are all over the map. They're floating down like water slides. They're going down to the side. They're touching your obliques. How much did you pay for them? That's what we want and to I, know. I'm venturing to guess if they're touching your obliques, you don't have obliques. Yeah. 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 Maybe go spruce them up a little bit. Yeah. But he's basically telling you those things are not. And it, it, it isn't an age thing because if you're 40 and you still got great cans, walking around brawless is still hot. You just got told your cans look like garbage. Straighten it out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's being honest with you. You look fat in those pants. The question you ask all the time, do these make my butt look big? Yes. How dare you? You just got what you've always begged for, the honest truth. You don't want to hear if you're yeah. asking, you right. kind of know it. Yeah. Yep. Well, if you're asking, you're setting us up. And the best thing you can do as a guy, I hate those jeans. You look, they don't look good. They'll never wear them again. <laughs> Ever. Because deep down they knew, and you hit them over the head with it. They might get mad at you for a little bit, but if they're asking, the least favorite thing a guy has is, which shoes look better, these or these? I don't care about this at all. The ones on the left. Are you just saying that? All right, we're done. Yes, I am, We're actually. done with I'm just trying to expedite the process to getting in the car and getting wherever we're going. These ones or these ones? Oh, God. Those ones. <laughs> Should I wear a bra or no bra? Five years ago, no bra. Today, two bras. <laughs> You've let those water balloons slide, sister. Now, your husband's trying to tell you that it doesn't look good anymore. You're embarrassing yourself. He's saving you. I had one kind of happen the other side of it. Um, Ronnie was wearing a dress uh, two days ago. I'm like, you look good in that dress. Yeah. I've had it for five years. Well, you're going to get in trouble for everything. <laughs> Well, I was just saying you look good in the dress. Yeah. Thank you would be probably the appropriate response. But no. Here's a little bit of extra information to make you a dick. Have I seen you in that in the last five years? Maybe. All right. Well, you didn't. And that's how that's me now. Well, you used to not look good in it. Now you do. Because I didn't notice it before. I was just trying to compliment you. What did you say? I said, you look, uh, I like that dress. No, no, but afterwards when she threw the, I've had it for five years. Oh, well, I said, oh, sorry. Sorry to try to compliment. 
You, princess, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, let me not compliment you anymore. You look nice in that dress. Well, I've had it for five years. I know. I've seen you in it before where you didn't look so good. It's working for you now. <laughs> Darn it. That's why I didn't say anything before. Oh, so many things you could have done. Uh, number two, dear Brady, other than being dumb, what? E- this is a strange thing to ask you. What exactly did John Morant do to deserve a huge suspension from the NBA? I mean, guns are legal. He can have one. If waving them around on camera is bad, shouldn't every redneck on Instagram holding his peace lose their jobs? Uh, for record, I am a black guy. Curious if this is a race issue. Kevin. Um, it's it a great is, question. It is, it is, I don't think it is. Because I was just going to ask, I didn't, white, black, whatever. Yeah. Ask, uh, where where do you work right now? And would your company like to see you, uh, what would they think of you posting, uh, you know, your a- shots of AR? You at, see them all the time. Some, yeah, but you're doing it on Instagram. But there's, I know it's not just the NBA. Yeah. I know there's certain companies that, like, I don't think. Unless we're doing it with a client or whatever, I think you could get into some trouble. Why? Um, I don't think I could. I think if I was on Instagram and I, I had a gun and we're listening to rap and it's a joke, whatever. Now, I'm not yeah, saying I'm with no, John I Rand. think it would be, but I, and it's not every company. Yeah. We probably have some leeway, but like maybe teachers. Sure. Um, you know, professional athletes for sure. But why? Because there's a code. It's a good question. We know they love guns. It, well, guns you're, are you're, legal. You are, but you're. That's more or less. You could have a, a legit argument on saying that's kind of being irresponsible with the guns. But I've seen waving it. Professional athletes holding guns. There should be nothing wrong if they're at the shooting range and they're doing it. But if you're being irresponsible, what if with you're it? just posing with it? Death row records. Death row Death records. records. Yeah. Well, I you know there, I hadn't thought of it. They they. Wanted that. That's part of yeah, the deal. Right. That's their image. Yeah. You but have that, to have pictures. But what I think Brett's saying is Death Row Records made it so America's scared of uh, angry black men with a gun. And John Morant has the dreads and the, Some, you know, the history. Definitely someone sold that uh, uh, agenda. Because I'm wondering if Kevin Love was in the woods with his AK just doing a little headbanging with Pantera in the background, if anybody would say anything. I can tell you... Um, well, we question. had a situation where the guy was holding a gun, basically, and posted it with his uh, kid, and Who? he got in trouble with uh, our school. They didn't like it. Oh, yeah. Well, with your school. Yeah, with the school. But he but didn't was it get, a teacher? He didn't get suspended or anything like that. A he teacher? He got some heat. Or just no, some No, actually, it was in the, he posted something, and he was, he was having fun with it. Who was it? Uh, Jay Feely. You remember oh, it happened oh, a couple yeah. years ago? yeah. But he wasn't a teacher, and he that was went a, national. I'm saying he had a gun in his hand. I don't remember that. It, it, he was. It was a. It's kind of funny. It was just a funny joke. And I think, if I remember it. correctly, now that you bring it up, he was basically like, "Guns are legal." Yeah, we weren't doing anything wrong. I hadn't thought of that until Kevin said it because I was kind of on the thing like, "Oh yeah, John Morant's an idiot." Yeah, and he is because they told him if you do it again, you're in trouble. That's the reason the second one doesn't make sense. But he had a gun and nobody got hurt and he didn't shoot it. I don't think you're allowed to aim it at people, but he and his friend were in on it together. Look, I I don't think he did anything wrong. I I think I've changed my mind. I don't think he should have gotten in trouble for that. But I think that guy's changed my mind. And I know the NBA has a policy and stuff because the NBA is all crazy about like, you know, don't do this, don't do that. We have an image to protect. 
But then what if like one of the NBA players is in a rap video and they've got guns or something like that? I don't know. I think that's acceptable. Is it? Well, I, in yeah, today's it's, society, it's tied it's, it's up as that way. Because, I mean, look at look how much, you know, like like we were saying, we're like with Death Row Records. I mean, it's just kind of it's, part of it. music videos. Yeah. Huh. It would have changed. Interesting to see if they, you know, with all the social media now that you can put out. I think they'd still do it. Because it was just. But where's that line get strong? Like if Steph Curry's out skeet shooting in the desert, it's not like in an official place. I think the the answer to the question, I do think if it was uh, Love that uh, posted yeah. that, he'd be suspended. I think it's a I think it's any player in the yeah, NBA. But I mean, what if, if Kevin Love was in a – like, that's my point. Where does the line get drawn? John Morant in a car with a rap video – or a rap song going on and they're dancing and having fun and he flashes a gun. Or Kevin Love in the desert – you know, firing an AK-47 at a target with Pantera in the back and he's bobbing his head. I yeah. don't think, I think no, one... No, but I'm saying Kevin Love in the same situation with a rap video playing and he's waving a gun. Yeah. I think he gets suspended too. So, but if it's Pantera and you're shooting at a target in the middle of the desert, it's okay? I think if he was, if he was, you know, they're showing him at a shooting range. He's not at a range. Let's just put him out in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's my point. I don't know. Like, Where's that know gray policy. line? Yeah. I think it's okay if he's out in yeah. the desert skeet shooting, but it's different if he's sitting there listening to a Tupac album. Right. Or this guy like says that. no one gets to wave guns around in public. We have brandishing laws. I agree with that. Yeah. But again, if it, like I've seen a thousand pictures of dudes standing in their front yard with a gun in their hand. That's brandishing. And like a Confederate flag behind him and stuff. And I don't know that, the, you know, I, none, none of them are pro athletes, but I, and you take the flag out of it. And I, you know, I don't know that it would be an uproar. Like that couple. That was defending their yard yeah. during the protests. They didn't really. Well, I mean, know. there's a threat involved there. Yeah. You know, real well, or otherwise, there was a threat involved to them. But there were people that were making them nervous and they were going to protect their property. But if so they're out different. in the um, yard and they're dancing around to uh, a song yeah. and waving the guns. I would probably, honestly, I would I'd probably think, that, think they're I, filming I, a funny video. I think that's being irresponsible in a way. Sure. Completely, but in the end, if nobody got hurt and anything else, and they were just on their property dicking around, who knows what's going on? Yeah, the brandishing laws I understand, like you brandished a weapon, but I mean, this is more like how dare you even have? It's very strange. I have Kevin has made me think twice about this, but you kind of understand on the <laughs> level of NBA and NFL where they're like, we have a we got to knock that off a policy, but you got a lot of hunters. You know, and you never see. Um, you do. I've seen Ben Roethlisberger walk around with his gun, and a dead turkey. Oh, hunting like doing right. Yeah, I That's what you. I'm saying. It's it's about the surroundings that you're yeah, in. Right. That's okay. But like, if you're sitting there listening to a you know a Tupac album sure. and waving it around, that's something different. I have you're to irresponsible wonder. in a way. Yeah, I have to wonder if Kevin's not right though. If it isn't just ooh, John Morant's a scary black guy listening to rap and waving it. And you know, let's get Kevin Love to do the same thing. And there's, uh, but we know he'll get in trouble. Travis we have the Joker doing it. Yeah, if, right. I don't think anybody says a thing. If he's out, if yeah, he's uh, again, if you just switch it to, you know, cultural, and you got Joker standing there, Pantera's I, and, in the back, and, and he's got a gun. Nobody's going to nobody's going to do anything. I would say if it was the same situation, Joker's jamming out to a tune in his car. Yeah. They probably and he's have a, clause. a gun. He's getting suspended. 
I think only because of John Moran. If he'd have done it first, I'm not so sure. Yeah. That's a, it's interesting. Eh, we'll never know. Finally, it's Dear Brady. We're about to head to Redondo Beach for a little summer fun for the family. But my daughter just failed her summer school class after she failed a couple classes uh, this last semester. She's 14 years old. I just told my wife she's not going on vacation with us. We're taking two weeks in Redondo Beach, and we're not taking her along. My wife says, no, I'll stay home then. Huge problem now with this kid. No consequences. I say she can live at Uncle Rob's for the week, or for the two weeks. Uh, he lives in Waddell, so she'll be in nowhere's land. My brother Rob will put her to work, too, because he's got a lot of land. Uh, I need to stick to my guns here. Do I take F-plus to San Diego, or to a Redondo? I'm sorry, I just wrote the thing. Uh, Redondo Beach or give up. Brett and John were right. Kids suck, Terry. <laughs> I tried to, this, this was like a three-pager I tried to whittle down. I like the idea of a work camp at Uncle Rob's. I do, too. Because um, that would kick in big time for me, especially growing up. That uh, I remember I had to do a week of working on some guy's farm. Uh, As punishment? Uh, kind of. Yeah, what'd you do? Um, I killed a guy. Two guys. No, what'd you do? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think I did. I was jacking around with the car, and, and I and I broke something on the and car. And the family went on and vacation. The repair was expensive. No, it wasn't. Uh, they didn't go on vacation, but in order to uh, do this for uh, you know the damage to the car, oh, you, you want to repair. repair. Got it. So they made you, you work, work it off, get it back. Yeah. So I guess that's if Kirby flunked this but, class, and uh, like you're going on vacation next week, not, I would have been so mad. Yeah, not taking her is not a bad idea. Yeah. My and I would, would have been mad that you like behind. sometimes oh, you're yeah. like oh well we can't go on vacation now that potentially could be in the mix yeah. but I'm screwing my vacation up yeah the kids exactly. are going to Uncle Bob's or whatever what kind of mom not- wants a 14 year old on a vacation yeah. you got a good opportunity to get rid of that 14 year old and send her to Uncle Rob's yeah. for a week the or only two? problem would be is she uh, you know your wife isn't a big fan of Uncle Rob's oh that could be well I don't trust Uncle Rob or you, so you got to drag. You got to drag that that flunking student all the way over to Redondo Beach and give her a nice two week treat. Yeah, why? Well, you got to punish the kid yeah, at that somehow. Point. Failed in school and summer school. Yeah, you what a dumbass. How hard is it? So, I went to summer school for. They one. push you through that. They make you yeah. pass it. It's like it's showing up four hours yeah, a day. The teacher right. doesn't want to be there either. It's summer school and the the movie summer school, right. same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mr. Shoop sitting there with Mr. his lay Shoup on. Yeah. did not <laughs> care. And I had Miss Ishii, and she's like, look, show up, do the work, whatever. We're all getting out of this together. I think I got a B in that class, and I might have done two minutes worth of work for 30 days. It was just, it was detention. That's all it was. Essentially, yep. it was 30 yeah. days of detention. I had to show up for 30 days of June and get this out of the way. And I did it. And it, it, at first, I was horrified by it, but it was 8 a.m. to noon. Easiest t- easiest time I ever, easiest piece I ever did. There was enough fear in it uh, for me not even to go, oh, it can't be a chance. Oh, yeah. Like if I had a D going into something or whatever. Oh, summer oh, school stinks. Yeah. But when you go to it, you realize this is the easiest way to get A's. Like, and plus, they can take the whole, you know, the whole class, the whole curriculum is done in four weeks as opposed to the seven months it takes to get through a class before they, they whittle it down to nothing. Basically, summer school's an admission that they're just babysitting you for 10 months a year. 
crazy. Still enough to say, I don't want to do summer school. Right, because you just want to sleep in and have yeah. your free time. Be irresponsible. But you're effed. Yeah, I'd say leave her with Uncle Rob. I'd I stick to my guns on this one. Especially if there's side jobs, working on a property or yeah. something. Stick to your guns here. Like John Morant, stick to your guns. And go see Dr. Lynn, too. Don't yeah. take a chance. Yeah, and don't make another one. Yeah. For God's sakes, man, clean it up. You got sloppy cans. You got John Morant waving guns uh-huh. around. You got this dumb F-plus 14-year-old that's not going to Redondo. I see what you're doing. Leave her at home. Make her realize you mean business. You take her to Redondo Beach, what's... And take her friend that she wanted to take. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. That's a new thing. (laughs) That's within the last few years that kids can take a friend on vacation. I don't get that at all. I was never allowed to me drag neither. some kid Are you kid kidding along. me? We, I, mean, we, I knew better not to ask. Right, same. Not dragging some child with us on a vacation. Of course you did. You had strangers living at your house. But that's a new... And I went on vacations with other... Vacations? Family well, vacations? One week, yeah. You would tag oh, along on someone else's family with, uh, vacation. Mike Manning and his family. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. That was ninth grade. Kurt Vesley would have been like, I already got to oh, pay for your dumb ass. Right. I'm not paying for another one. Did your parents kick in? Yeah. So they gave that family like a like a thousand dollars to eyeball your food bucks. needs. No, 50 no, bucks, fifty bucks. No, per they diem. gave them whatever you know. Man, that's that's just dumb. Why do they take you on vacation? And then we took uh, one of Kirby's friends. I don't get that. Dragging me on a family vacation that would have been a nightmare. I went camping with my friend and his dad once. I hated it. Absolutely hate it. I was like, where are my parents? <laughs> this is awful. Yeah, that's a brand new thing. If you want to bring any kids along, any friends. I was barely allowed to have kids come with me to golf land. My mom's like, all right, I'm not paying for all your friends here. What if you pick two? I'm like, all right. For my birthday, pick two. The rest of them are on their own. I'm like, all right. Then I had to tell, like, right, the seven of you are invited. Five of you got to pay your own way in. <laughs> my mom's not footing the bill for everybody here. <laughs> nobody, nobody blinked. Mom was heaving out. Oh yeah, so she she fully like, look, it's like twelve dollars to get in this thing. I'm not. Who are you picking? All right, Mark and uh, I guess Burkhart. Can I get one more? No. How many do you want to bring with you? I'm like, I don't. You get two, two friends to Golfland. That was my birthday, and then come back. Have as many people over to the house as you want because she was going to feed them. She's like, I'm making dinner for everybody, making cake. You get two at Golfland. I'll come pick you up at five. We come eat. I'm not paying all these kids away. All right. Shalom. Yeah, she shalomed them all. And they all showed up. It was golf lands. 12 bucks. Big deal. It has, uh, I think it's changed a little since uh, taking friends and stuff on oh. vacation. Because um, my experience is the parents haven't really even said, hey, can we kick in on this? Really? Yeah. And you still took I was, them? I was, yeah. Well, you paid some other kid's way? She was given um, some money. To if they went shopping or to just yeah, spend I more didn't on exactly herself? Exactly, no, because I'm not like I figured it was a time that I'd say maybe they would come to me and say, hey, could we ask No, you go to them and say, hey, your kid wants to come with us. That's fine. I Here's how much in. the room costs. We're yeah. going to pay for their, we'll buy her a couple dinners. I'm taking your kid on a vacation for a like, week. You know, Losers. <laughs> Will you take our kid on a vacation for a week? We're not going to pay for any of that. No. Yeah, and then they're going shopping, and she's spending on herself. She's got a little spree going. Oh, man, I'd leave that kid in San Diego. Oh, yeah. 
Or I'd put her in a car with John Morant, take my chances. Yeah, Kevin, you've changed my mind. Black Kevin, the listener, you've changed my mind. The John Morant thing. Maybe there is an NBA clause that says you can't even hold a gun. Evidently, John didn't get the message twice. Interesting. And stop taking your neighbor's kids on vacation. That's creepy. That's weird. What did you do with that kid? Doesn't it kind of muck up the vibe? No, it doesn't. No, no, because there's you know there was another family too there, and they had uh, their kids. And but so then the this strange kid with like parents that don't love him. No, no, they it's were gotta be. I mean, we were friends with them, and sure, but they were like, "You take my kid for two weeks." Now you're summer camp. Well, I can remember. I know there was times, but it was uh, that I went to a, maybe a weekend or a vacation, and the the parents, you know kicked in there but then i would take that guy or my buddy on a trip with us you got to reciprocate yeah you just kind of kiss that's nuts high five yeah <laughs> yeah this is a disaster some of the best weekends terrible if i even and said trips. to my dad hey oh, you're lying this, oh no yeah. but you great. taking kids with you on vacation garbage oh for me so far yeah because we, we've done it once. don't tell me it's the best we've thing done ever twice. we did yeah. a cousin one time well cousin that's family yeah. stuff. yeah um it was pretty good No, it wasn't. nobody's buying that. Disaster. Nobody's buying it. No one in there. And it goes to a travel agent and says, and the best part is we'll throw in a strange kid to come along with you and have all her <laughs> habits tag along. No, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, of course it was. Rose colored glasses. <laughs> you imagine asking you know Kurt Vesley, was- hey, can uh, Homer come along on our family vacation? Are you kidding me? Ow. You're lucky you're me. going. Yeah, yeah. You're barely <laughs> making this. Got. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is he footing his own bill? He gets his own room, right? He's not sleeping in the room with us. The only reason you're going is because your mom's making me take Where'd you. Where'd that kid sleep? We had, um, it was a two-bedroom room, oh. or then there was a pull-out couch, too. Ugh. And you got to smell her farts and her turds and stuff. No, That's only gross. Mine, yeah. Ugh. I need some stranger's poop. Family poops only. <laughs> Mr. Bogan, I've got to poop again. Could you come out of there? Come on. Strange kid. That's weird. But that is a new thing. It's not uncommon anymore, but boy, it was when I was a kid. I never even thought to broach it. Can we take Mark to Disneyland? What are you, out of your mind? No, his family can take him on vacation. Why would I do that? I work hard not to pay for other kids. Jesus. Most dads don't even pay for their own kids nowadays, let alone such a Gilbert thing. Toledo, you've never taken other kids on vacation. Yep. You have? This yeah, is last, such a new thing. Last year, Alex took his buddy Adrian with us when we went to uh, Disneyland. Did he pay? He paid for his tickets. Yeah. But uh, we already had the room for the boys. Yeah. So he just kind of crashed in. So he kind of crashed, but he was part of it, yeah. But parents didn't kick in for the room or? No. I mean, we had that paid for and that was fine. But That's him, how I asked him, I'm like, tell, tell Adrian to have his parents, you know, buy him a ticket and yeah. make sure the reservations are the same day. Yeah. And he got then, a Disneyland ticket. The kid had to pay his own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had his own. But you already money. have the room. Like had his, his own, own money at the park. Four, and you have yeah. uh, three. I don't want that kind of responsibility. No, nah, it's fine. Adrian's that kid a loses kid. his. I know, but you never so, know. He gets a, like I, I crap you, kicked out of him or something. Or you, so. And then because we're going to Thailand again next year, you're taking him. Uh, I he, he Alex kind of asked, and I said, "Well, I said he's going to kick in the six k from his yeah. parents." I said, right. "Tell him to ask his parents." His parents would be like, anything to get him out of the house. You take him on vacation. 
I think my parents would feel guilty that somebody else is dragging me all over the. We're having the time of our lives. It's you a, guys it's, really- it's a, like brace. It's a different world. That no, it's way. total. Like, par- parents yeah. totally. You know. Yeah. Get rid of it. Shuffle their kids yeah. off on everybody. Yeah. Alex's sister crossed. Ryan Can't was shuffled him. around a couple of different families. It's crazy. We'll have fun with that. Brett and I will enjoy our vacations. Child damn free. right. God damn Let's right. Go to Vegas. It would be like you and I just taking some neighbor kid along. <laughs> I'll take your kid on vacation. Never. Not really. We've got yeah. kids going no, along, it's too. the same. <laughs> just some strange kid tagging along on a family trip. Let's say me and my mom and dad, uh, Megan, and then some strange kid tagging along. It's just their parents don't want to take him out. We'll take your kid on Because, like, we're taking Alex, and it's Alex's buddy. Like, I'd never take Alex on vacation, and I know him. Yeah, but you, there, there would no be reason a tie for you to there. take him on vacation. I see what I you're totally saying, agree. but there's no tie in there. Right. I, what yeah. he said makes tons of sense. No reason to take that kid. He's not tied to you. How many friends get to go? That's terrible. Great experience. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. You growing up is great. Growing yeah, as a child, trips. you got yeah. a free vacation? Yeah, yeah that's why. Of course. You know, that's you always say, great. Hey, do you want to take a friend? No. That's to keep him away from you. Most of the time, like growing up with me, it was like kids like me that were only child. You know, yeah. they, do you have a buddy you want to bring along? And it was, I'm convinced that was because my mom didn't want to have to deal with me the whole trip right. myself. And also, you weren't really on vacations. More no. like exploratory expeditions to yeah, find yeah. your dad. Pretty much. <laughs> you needed a lot of eyeballs Ooh, on that. Is that him? Yeah, there's somebody over there. Uh, anyway, it's interesting, but don't take strangers on vacations. Don't pay for it, at least. If the kid foots the bill, covers his nut. The other thing is when the thing. your uh, son or daughter has a... Um, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, and yeah. they go on the vacation. Nope. Too. No way. Nope. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a pregnancy party. That's stupid. Exactly. No way. There's no possible way my parents would have drug a girlfriend along on one of our trips. So, oh my God. Chris, one time we went up. Would have beat we, me to death before that. We went up to Flagstaff. He had a, uh, like a recital up there. And his girlfriend at the time drove up with us. But we got a room for her. Yeah. And then Chris was Chris and Alex were in our room. And when you weren't paying attention, he's no, in there Chris <laughs> tapping her on the lips with something. Chris doesn't have that kind of that kind of mojo yet. So, so he's like Brady. It was no threat. It was okay exactly. to take Exactly. So the parents knew. Yes. He's not doing anything with it. And the girl was Mormon, so. Oh, so I know. Soaking. Okay. So that was anal. God's sakes, man. Did you ever read the paper? Good luck to all of you. This is insanity, Brett. It's Man. a different planet. You're missing out. I'm going to Vegas. No, I'm not. I'm missing nothing. <laughs> I'm going to Vegas. This sounds terrible. Oh, let's add another uh, hormonal teenager to the You want to take Kirby? No. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out of your goddamn My daughter mind. would love to go with yeah. you guys on vacation. How dare you, sir? How dare you Don't even insult me like that? How dare that? you even bring it up? <laughs> you knew me better than that. I understand you guys are taking a little trip. I would love to include my daughter in that. <laughs> are you giving me your daughter right now? Is this reverse Liam Neeson? What's happening? <laughs> She's a big fan of Binion's. I'd like you to take my daughter on vacation, please. Taking her everywhere. Big fan of Binion's? And absolutely not. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going there. Yeah. No, Billy. <laughs> she can stay on Fremont Street. Here, have fun at the El Cortez. It's like the old Anthony Jeselnik jokes. Like when somebody says, will you hold my baby for a minute? Sure. <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> then you drop it. You said one minute. You guys are nuts. All right. Well, add teenagers to your party. That sounds... And you keep telling yourself, that's great. <laughs> you know what I've never no done? No friends this uh, this year. Good. I've never sat back on my vacations and on the beach and turned and gone, you know what's missing from this? Someone else's kid. <laughs> Someone else's kid that i got to be responsible for on my vacation. 
I love adding responsibility to vacation. Oh, it's the best. Those are that's what Brady would do, and maybe this kid thing has changed my mind on whether we should ever listen to him again. <laughs> and put a bra on, saggy. Uh, it's nine forty nine. It's ninety eight KUPD. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? It's Limp Biscuit. They're in the mix for the bald night, too, just in case we get that thing going. Uh, it's 10.02. That uh, is almost the end of us here on Juneteenth. I'll let Larry take you through the rest of Juneteenth as only Larry can. $3,000. You got three grand today again. Yeah. That's what Larry does every day. Doesn't matter what day it is. Larry's going to try to get $3,000 in your pocket. You got to find out how by listening to our buddy Larry. In the meantime, it's the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black bear training, as we found out from Prescott this morning and the Channel 3 News that said, if a brown bear attacks you, play dead. If a black bear attacks you, punch it in the nose. I think it's the worst advice you can ever give anybody. I will go out on a limb and say, it's probably too late if you're in punching distance of a bear. By the way, also, don't throw the first punch. You don't want to find out that that bear doesn't care <laughs> or that you don't pack much of a wallop. Last thing you want to do is find out you don't have heavy hands and you throw that first punch at a bear and he just looks at you like, all right. I've been in a boxing ring with a guy before who was unimpressed by my strength. <laughs> and you know what it makes him do? Walk to you. Like they're no longer backing up. Okay. And I've been on the other side of it where I got heavier hands as I got better at punching and hit a guy and recognize, oh, he doesn't want any part of this. I've been on the other side of that, too, where I get punched, and I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this guy. Toledo, you've done it. Yep. I got heavy hands that, now. Uh, was, he a, was he a doctor that used to box with us? Big kind of dopey guy? The nose break, The yeah. guy that broke his nose, too. Yeah. That's when my hands were super heavy. That's when I learned how to punch really well. I could bust the nose pretty good. But, yeah, that doctor, when he'd hit you, you'd think something was coming at you, and then yep. it was like pillows touching your face. You're like, oh, all right. Here you walk go. towards him. Anyway, it's not necessarily one of their training uh, uh techniques up there tactical black but again i would have to imagine you're in a situation where you're with a bear and punching is an option it's too late you're in the revenant fight kick claw no longer do you have to worry about anything kick a bear in the nuts grab its nuts find bear nuts and pull that's my advice Uh, and that goes uh uh for everybody out in the streets too that's the best thing about street fighting you think you're good at fighting i was a uh, Pretty, you know, accurate, good boxer for a little while as as far as a club guy goes. I wasn't going to get in any big major scraps with it, but I could punch. I knew what I was doing. But I realized midway through that if this was a street fight, my boxing skills hold no bearing here because what I need to do is pull this guy's nuts off. And they teach you that. You have to agree on the rules of the fight. Right, yeah. There aren't rules. Bad guys know that, and they take full advantage of it. Hold on, Holmes. Hair. Would you mind? Eyeballs. Uh, gouging, all that stuff. It's like, hey, there's no backhanding Arizona State statute. No, they don't care. There's none of that. Uh, you got to learn how to fight dirty. And they teach you that way up there because street fights aren't clean. And it is awesome to learn. You think a bear punch to the face is a bad idea? Pull on its nuts once. <laughs> Yogi goes crazy. Kick a bear in the balls. That's my advice. And that goes true of an uh, idiot on the street trying to get your stuff. We'll, uh, we'll find out a way. To keep you safe. And what you got to do is become a sheepdog and not a sheep, and they'll teach you that stuff. Seminars coming up in July and August. Rape prevention in July. Active shooter in August. A lot of good stuff uh, right there waiting to make you 
better at being you. Phoenix, Glendale, and Chandler is where you go. It's reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black. We Brady. do have a Timmy. quick what would Brady do slash Rock Wars follow-up. Okay. Says Holmberg, I got to yeah. ask. Yeah. After listening to what would Brady do, yeah. would you trade all the recitals that you're inevitably going to have to go to for the next year to take Kirby on a week vacation. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll see every recital there is. You know why? They're two-hour gaps and I can leave. <laughs> Nothing more awkward than me staring at somebody else's kid in a hotel room. On, For 144 hours. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta entertain you? You're not my responsibility. Figure it out. Oh, that's the last thing I need. A strange kid in the house energy. John, it's Pride Month, so all this time, this whole morning, I must have missed the first thing. You've been talking about a bear attack. I just now realized you're talking about an animal attack. No, happened in my cul-de-sac with my neighbors. Big bear attack. <laughs> Scary. Pool party bear attack. Michael, Sarah, and Aubrey Plaza briefly dated around the time they did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I forgot she was in that. Uh, they didn't want to be considered partners or future exes. They had bigger plans. Michael says they once drove through Las Vegas, almost took a detour to find the Elvis-type chapel to get marriage certificate. Wow. He says the idea was then to get divorced right away, so then they could call each other my ex-husband and my ex-wife. They were like 20 at the time. Smart. It's fun. Fun stuff. The Grammys created a new rule that only humans are eligible for awards. Not, that's what you were talking not about. AI. Yes, I thought the Oscars wouldn't allow dogs to win yeah. Best Picture and <laughs> Best Actor. Nope, they can't win a Grammy. Right. Dogs or AI. Yeah. It has to be human creation. Yep. So does what? where do we draw that line? Auto-tune? There's a lot of computers yeah, involved. Yeah, TI's out. I would think so, but I maybe don't. he's grandfathered. Well, it has to be a raw live performance or a human being has to be part of it in some way, shape, or form. Because Daft Punk. The Academy says I mean, that's a all work that contains sounds. no human authorship is not eligible in But they're programming category. it. Okay, so yeah, it's basically. They are, they are controlling telling it. Telling ChatGPT, write a song about the wilderness. Yeah. And those words are written by ChatGPT or an AI. It can't count. And the new thing where Axl Rose was just singing Velvet Revolver songs through AI, on, that was, and it's pretty good. He's doing that live, though. So Right, I know. Yeah. But this was actually pretty neat because mm. it was a recorded version, not a live version. Um, that can't win if it, like, let's say the internet takes to Freddie Mercury singing, you know, uh, Rolling by Limp yeah. Biscuit, which oh. I want to hear now. Thank you, AI. And it takes off and becomes a hit. It can't win an award. I see. Here's 15 songs that immediately make you think of a movie. See how well you can eat Probably land all of them. That's Danger it. Zone. Top Gun. The Power of Love. Back to the Future. Oh, Back to the Future. Which, by the way, wouldn't uh, qualify for Best Picture. True. Not, not by the new rules. Stuck in the Middle with You. Steel oh, Wheel. Reservoir, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. Time of My Life. Dan- uh, Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Eye of the Tiger. Rocky, Rocky Three. On, Rocky Three. Where is my mind? By the oh, that's Pixies. from uh, Fight Club. Got oh, that's nice. nice. Nice Toledo. Good All Star. Smash Mouth. A uh, Shrek. Some yep. cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> my heart will go on. Satanic. Yeah. I like to move it. I like that's to move it. Another animated that's one. Yeah. The zoo one. Uh, isn't dogs it? The penguins one. Madagascar. 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 It's the zoo one. Life is a highway. Cars. Cars. 
Nice. Nice. <laughs> John G throwing one in. Kiss from a Rose. Batman. Batman. Mm-hmm. Which oh, one? What was the one with the... Uh, uh, that was the Clooney one, right? Uh, wasn't the Val Kilmer one? On the Clooney or Kilmer? Batman Forever. Batman Forever, but was that, that Clooney? Was, was or was that three? <laughs> I think that's Kilmer. I think that's three. Forever. Bohemian Rhapsody. Wayne's World. Wow, Wayne's World and... Sweet Emotion. Sweet Emotion. Days of Confused. Oh, nice. nice. Brett. Tiny Dancer. Uh, almost Famous. Almost Famous, yeah. Uh, for the old schoolers, The Sound of Silence. <laughs> the uh, uh, Von Trapps. No, 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 that's uh, uh, a graduate? Yep. Yeah, okay. First oh. part of the Disturbed show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah not that, not <laughs> oh, the cruddy okay. version. The good one. Uh, Batman Forever was Val. Val Kilmer. Cool. We're on to something here. All right. Bruce Dickinson says uh, he doesn't want Iron Maiden to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because we're not dead. Hey, there's a good yeah. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Wish granted. (laughs) (laughs) Could you hurry up with the uh, the criteria then? We'll put you right in immediately after your wishes. The day after, in fact. Uh, There you go. That's it. Juneteenth is in the books. Monday gone. No mail, no finance, no government work. Go home early. That's what I say. Everybody get out. Half-ass it. That's it. Larry's coming in here. But you can listen to Larry and maybe get 3000 bucks put in your pocket. Uh, the local Valley Toyota dealers and Larry are doing their Super Larry contest, which is his excellent adventures. I like to call them the Super Larry contests. <laughs> and uh, he's going to give you a chance at three grand. All you got to do is listen at 11 o'clock. He'll help you out and tell you how it's possible for you to possibly get some cash in your pocket. That's it for us. You guys have yourselves a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the Morning Sickness. So long! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Yes, 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 yes.